Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Herding Cats, Jay. Join as always as my co-host, planning any event in a group chat, Z. How are we doing today, Z? Oh, not so bad. I can't good. complain too much. Saw a little head nod when I said that. You agree with that sentiment? Yeah, it's pretty good. They're pretty equivalent? No, it's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you plan anything in a group chat. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever worked once. So Obi-Wan happened. Oh. Did it ever? Did it happen? Man. Well, I'm just going to say it, Jack. This is, this is great. I would have to agree. This was absolutely excellent. It's pretty fantastic. We've been enjoying, in, in spite of all the, uh, the, the online, we've been enjoying it all the way through. And I think this kept or either maintained, if not elevated above like the, the rest of the season here for the finale. It really, I think it delivered. The whole show delivered. And it's it's great. So, just need, you know, nothing else off the top there than just yeah, so take that to the bank. Yeah. Huh? Put that in your pipe. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Let's get uh Gotta get in specifics oh here. my god! I've had will we ever? I've yeah. got a bazillion specifics. I've got so many screenshots. Oh. I've got so much to so much to say. Oh dear God! All right, let's get into it. So we open up here, right? But end of last week. Well, I guess the main thing. So the very first thing is that Reva, she's on Tatooine. She's figured it out. She's put two and two together. Either I mean, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But she's getting Luke. Basically, she wants to get Luke. She wants to find Owen and get Luke. And we got Obi Wan. They're on the ship, right? They're fleeing Jabim, and the Star Destroyer is chasing them. And Obi Wan's like, I got a dip, right? He guys is like he's you know he's pulling the sacrifice play. It's like you know it's the classic move of like he wants me, not you. So if I leave, they'll leave. They'll leave us alone. They'll wow. leave the rest of you guys can get away. You can keep on going. Which good, good stuff. You know oh, it's, yeah. it's a lot of growth for him this season, right? You know going from episode one when he just lets that Jedi die for no reason because he's kind of a coward for him to go full circle like we've been talking about. You know being emboldened and like inspired by the you know all the other people in the galaxy. He's like you know what I'm gonna do it and he does. He zips on out of there. She's good. Good. Oh, yeah. Some good story beats there. He gives Leia Tala's buster holder. His yeah, her holster before he goes. Tells Haja to be like, take her home, buddy. Go do it, Kamal Najiani. I believe in you. He tells Roken, he's like, You're a good leader. Be a leader. Keep, sh- keep on. Keep on. And he'll show up in another comic book set, probably. He's gotta show up in something, right? You think he's gonna be an Andor maybe? As like a rebel? That'd be cool. I feel like they're setting up for something, right? Surely yeah. you don't have that in there just for no reason. No, he's well that not. guy. Guy's a good, good he's actor. Gonna show up in a hundred things now. Oh, he's got to. But never actually get a win. Probably before. gonna be in from a certain point of view. <laughs> gonna be in all of them. Oh yeah. Probably in probably in the Bad Batch. It's gonna be like actually he was in the background of episode four the whole time. The see? whole time he's been here. George that's what they do. Sometimes. Everything they'll do that on occasion. They'll just be like that's that's that guy actually. Like when they maybe put Captain Rex in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, look into it. I refuse to elaborate. You figure it out. I won't. <laughs> so um, and then uh, it works. It just was like, let's get him. Let's the Grand Quiz is like, ah, don't worry about it. He's like, actually, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to go kill this guy. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so on Tatooine, then Owen's going to the store, and the guy's like, Owen, oh, they're looking for you. We see baby Luke for the first time. I mean, we saw him from a distance in episode one, right? This is the first time he's like out moving around. That's cool. Steel Saunders is in the background of that scene. You know that? Who? He's a podcaster. Steel Wars. Probably like one of the bigger Star Wars podcasts out there. Well, we'll take him down one day. Probably not, but <laughs> not with that attitude. He was there. There's actually a lot of like different whatever quote unquote influencer types that I saw that got to be extras in this episode. Apparently, the talent agent who like handled that for this, I guess, was just like, eh, let me just call some people who I know like Star Wars who might want to come be in it, which is kind of interesting. So. That's neat. Maybe we'll get a call someday if we keep on, if we keep it up. If I go to Kevin Feige's house, I'll get in the next <laughs> Marvel movie. I don't know if that'll work the way you think, but but that's good. I was glad we got to see more Tatooine kind of stuff because I feel like marketing and, and whatnot a little bit seemed to hint that Joe Edgerton and them were going to be in it a little more than they were. So then 
you know, after episode one, we never saw him again. So, you know, I'm glad they kind of came back. We bookended it here with some Tatooine stuff. Yeah. Even though blah, blah, Tatooine or whatever. But too much Tatooine, but that was pretty good. We'll get to that in a bit. Then they, then they find out on that planet. Right? Actually, nah. Actually, we'll get rid of it. We don't need it. So, Baru is like, gotta get ready. Gotta shoot him with our guns. Oh, my gosh. People are going wild for the for Baru in this, right? Absolutely based. That's like, and Baru. That's like your first character. Kind of, kind of right? honestly. Yeah. Um, she's got a chap. If you can believe it or not, Jack, she's got a chapter from a certain point of view. I c- can believe it. That illuminates a bit on her. I think every character ever has a chapter in that fucking book. But yeah, she just she just like goes on the hole in the wall and pulls out the gats, bro. She's like, you got the shooters. She just got them. They stay stay strapped. I thought that was great. And I like that. Like it seemed to imply that Un- Owen did not know. Like she'd been hiding them. She's like, now nah, let me pull out these bad boys. These sawed off. And she was like, was like, what the fuck? Would you get these? These aren't registered. Which is great. Like, uh, Baru has had has gotten a lot of um, development in a couple of books this year. She was in the Brotherhood book. It briefly, like, mentioned she gets some stuff in the Queen's Hope book this year, which is good. Uh, it's kind of fleshed her out a bit and that she's, like, part of a, uh, like, an abolitionist movement on Tatooine. Like, trying to free the slaves and stuff, which is cool. Um, it's good seeing her do some stuff. I really thought that was fun. I like that. I mean, it makes sense. You know, they're farmers. They're out living out in the... Horrible desert. You'd keep that thing on you. Yeah, especially with the Tusken Raiders running. Oh my god, you'd absolutely stay bad ones. Not the bubble. Couple of couple of responsible blaster owners. Yeah, (laughs) the Lars family. Hey, the only way to stop a bad guy with the blaster is a good guy with the blaster. The only way to stop an Inquisitor with a lightsaber is a is a moisture farmer with a sawed off gat. I mean, not really though, because she kind of gets him a bit. She's got a lightsaber. No, well, of course, she chases Luke away, but she doesn't kill Luke. No, she can't bring herself to do it. Yeah. Well, you're really getting right to the end of it. Goodness. Well, I mean, that's what happened. Well, I was going to say, so then we get the, we kind of have a dual fight going on, right? Which right. is, I appreciate. I think that's kind of fun. I think it's a good way to do it. Because we were like, we were saying last week, how are they going to resolve the Reva plot and Vader plot kind of in the same one episode here? And this makes perfect sense. You have Owen and Brew beat up on Reva, which kind of makes sense because I think really, if you think about it, Obi-Wan should be more than a match for Reva. Especially at this point. Exactly. Especially with her being close to death. <laughs> So I think that makes perfect sense, um, and it, it worked really well. And again, I was glad to see more of them, and I'm you know, glad to see... What, oh, gosh, what's her name? I'll pull it up real quick. But, you know, the actress for Baru reprising her role, because we only saw her at a distance in episode one, so... No, I know she was reprising her role. Yeah, it's the same one from episode two and three. Oh, um, her name is Bonnie... Same with Elf? Uh, the Owen. Game. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. okay. That's what I thought. Georgerton? Yeah, oh, yeah. I wasn't sure. So, which is cool. I, and she got to... Yeah, she just got to do a little more stuff. It's kind of interesting. Apparently, she's got, like, a whole, like, kind of her own personal life stuff that's been an issue. She was, like, in a cult, maybe, I think. Oh, never yeah. been shy. But she Star Wars cult? No, not a... Much not less a, fun. No, not a fun cult at all. But, Are um, there fun cults? I, no, not really. Oh, they're almost exclusively not fun. So, unless you're running the cult. But I think she got out in, uh, you know, a documentary, HBO documentary thing. One of those things, so... Oh, you She's doing all right now. She's... Well, better, I would assume. So, that's good. good no, she's man. making Star Wars money now. Hey, man, get her back. I think that's fun. And again, she did great. And I really th- like that they were like, no, nah, she's the badass. She's got that thing on her. She's part- She doesn't go hide while he does it. Like, the two of them are like, let's get this bitch. They get into positions and they get her. Not my boy. And they go, all right, the Tuscan Raiders are coming. See, in this hole. Well, that's good. Like, um, recent recent films aside and, and fan reaction to, you know, a particular scene maybe where someone claims to be a member of a particular family. Most people realize that Star Wars, a big, big recurring theme of that is found families, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, this episode, I think, really highlights that of, like, Leia's got her fa- parents, and Luke's got her, his parents, and, like, they have their, you know, their parents, obviously being Padme and 
Anakin, but also, you know, they weren't around. Like, these are their actual parents as well. Yeah, the people who raised them. Exactly. Like, and I I think we've talked about it in here before, right? Some people come out with some weird-ass takes about, like, oh, and makes him work on the farm so he doesn't love him or whatever. That's that's some form of abuse or whatever. And, like, eh, come on. I think you're grasping at drugs. They're farmers. you got to work on the farm to make the farm work. Otherwise, yeah. we all die. <laughs> otherwise, no farm. This is what it is. Again, I mean, we'll never, we will definitely, as we've said a couple times, like, Luke doesn't have an easy life, for sure. Maybe they could have given him something else, <laughs> made him be the prince, but that's not how it went, is it? No. So, you know. Yeah, do the hero's journey. He's got to do the hero's journey. I think this is really cool because, ultimately, in, in um, Star Wars Explained, there's a couple of real good videos about this. In A New Hope, right? Nothing against them, but, you know, Owen, and to a lesser extent, Brew, are kind of just obstacles in his hero's journey there. Right, right? they have to be removed so he can leave. So he can leave without guilt of, like, I'm to go on his journey, yeah. right? But, you know, stuff like this and some of the novels and the comics have really gone other way to flesh out that, no, they were good parents. They really did love him as their own. Like, there was no this, like, yes, he called him Aunt, Uncle Owen Aunt Beru, but, like, they were his parents, right? Not, you know, it's a really good re- line in this when she's like, you really loved him as as your own. He's like, he is my own. Because he is. It's good. Yeah. And, and they've gotten into recent books, like, a big part of that is how much they cared for, for Shmi, for Anakin's mother there, which is really cool. Like, she was, she really was a member of their family. She wasn't just, like, their stepmom or whatever. They they fully accepted her as a member of the family too and all and that's why that's part of the reason they were so willing to accept luke into them because they're like nah chimmy's grandson we're all about it so all about that it's great that's, that's just star is all about it. except for that exactly. one time in that movie i don't remember the name of it mm. well, i guess we'll never know mm. it's some it's some twitter account our, our favorite twitter account it's his <laughs> favorite movie that's right and if i ever meet him i'll tell him how i feel about that i mean but it's good stuff that's by, that's far from the worst part of that movie <laughs> and that's saying say? something no, I'm just saying, like, that's not the problem with no. it. Anyone who takes umbrage with that part of it, like, she doesn't get to be a Skywalker. Like, have you been paying attention to these goddamn films? Oh, Any yeah. of them? That's silly, but... Um, and then we got, you know, obviously the Vader and Obi-Wan fight kicks off as well. For a second, when this episode came out on Wednesday, people love posting just clips on YouTube at, like, 8 in the morning. So yeah, I was tough. at work, and I was scrolling through YouTube, because I wasn't didn't want to do any work. And I just saw, like, Vader and Obi-Wan fight. And it looked like they were on Tatooine. And I was like, it's not Tatooine? And I didn't look, watch the video, obviously. And so, I, well, so luckily, I was thankfully surprised when they didn't go to Tatooine. Yeah. But definitely, an almost excellent spoiler worked in my favor. Because I was like, God, I hope we didn't have an episode where we said, how is he going to get to Tatooine? And then he yeah. just go to that place. Because that would have really brought down the, oh, you're pulling up right now. Brought down the episode. So he was up in a shuttle. What I was kind of disappointed by that. What planet? I don't know if we know. It's not anyone I recognize. I don't think it's important. A lot of stalactites? Stalagmites? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Which one comes up? Um, Is it stalactites come up, maybe? I really don't know. It's that or the other one. (laughs) (laughs) But so he rolls up in the shuttle. They meet there. Why is the shuttle boring? Because the shuttle's not the kind of ship you fly yourself down in. No, like a A shuttle is the type of thing you'd be shuttled down in. Like a shuttle? Yeah. I thought he would take his TIE fighter. That's what I thought, too, but he shouldn't have that yet. In, Which makes sense, or it, like the tie advanced it is. So you know what they could have done for this time period, and this would have come full circle to when we talked about Star episode one. There was a period where Darth Vader used a Jedi Starfighter. Oh, really? Yeah, that's sick. But he just it was just all black or whatever. That's sick. Isn't that if cool? That would have been sick. That would have been awesome. He uses it in a couple books. Because then I would have been like, that's the ship he used to fly. He uses it in Tarkin, the book. He uses it in Lords of the Sith, the book. Just flying around at a Jedi Interceptor. And it, you know, I said the other week, I really love those. So I, that would have been cool. That is pretty sick. Whatever. I'll lie. It's not actually a problem. Just something. So let me notice. And, and they roll up and they, they do it. There's a lot of like really cool, I think kind of subtle, like not too over the top in your face um, callbacks with some of the dialogue throughout this episode, right? And right. it's hard to know how much of it is intentional and how much of it is just 
if you write a bunch of dialogue for 11 movies and a bunch of TV shows, some of it's going to naturally kind of... Repeat and call back. Yeah, and, and, you know, we talk about this all the time, whether it's Star Wars or, or Marvel or whatever, that, like, not everything is intentional. Some of it's just going to kind of work out. Yeah, but naturally check together. Just by coincidence. Mm. But so, like, it's, it just starts, which I always like. I appreciate when... A um a lightsaber fight in Star Wars just kind of they get into it. They really right? I think the it. best ones do that. You know, more love, much love to the prequels and all, but sometimes those can be a little verbose with with some of their dialogue of like we're gonna fight and I'm gonna it's uh, my my powers have doubled since the last time we met counter twice the pride double a hall you know shit like that. You know, I meet a bunch of times the Clone Wars. The worst so one it, doubling up. How, you just keep doubling. He keeps doubling. The worst one is maybe when Yoda, when Count Duke is like, "Ah, Yoda, we are we are equally matched in our powers with the Force, so perhaps we shall settle this with a lightsaber duel." And then they just do bad. The good ones are like, you know, when he's like, "You've uh, Obi Wan has taught you well, but you're not a Jedi yet," and then they just start, you know, stuff like that. I, uh, the Phantom Menace, they don't say a damn thing. He just he's like, "We've got this," and then that's it, and then and it's on. So this fighting. one's kind of cool. He goes, "If you come to destroy me, Obi Wan," and, then he, and he says, "I will do what I must," and then you will die. Which is great. Like again, I will do what I must. Right? That's from. And then he does the thing. He does his pose. So he does the pose, right? Incredible. That's what you're looking for. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And I think it's great that they reserved it for the, the final episode. For he's he's reaching the end of his arc here. He's back. He's got his he's got his mojo back. Well, that's when you do it, isn't it? Right? He's got his groove back. He's he, got his groove it's back. It's Obi Wan's new groove. Exactly. So I think that makes perfect sense. And then people point it out, right? So this happens a lot. The thing about this pose here is that it's not actually effective for anything right it's just an opening stance that you learn as part of form i want to say it's form three that obi-wan's a practitioner i wouldn't know um, but the thing about the forms is you they they move between forms you learn them all to an extent you just kind of favor one over the other but so i think this is the form three opening but in a lot of different star wars stuff he opens with that and then you move to a different pose so in this one he opens with that and then he moves to pose that is more similar to what later on what uh Alec guinness uses which is kind of the two-handed out thing, which is kind of neat. But yeah, it's just on. He goes, you will die, which is great. I, You know, it's obviously harkens back to like, how's it go? I think it goes in Revenge of the Sith. He goes, um, don't make me destroy you. I will do what I must. You will try. And it's on. So it's a very similar thing. But again, I don't think it's in your face of like obnoxious. Mm. I think uh, Stars of the Clone Wars, as much as I love it, the first couple of seasons of that have this problem where a lot, a lot of the dialogue is lifted directly from quotes from the other six movies, and it's kind of strange, and it doesn't always work, and it's a little clunky at times, mm. especially depending on what quote it is or where it is. It doesn't always flow well, and you're like, that's just a quote. Um, and I don't think this has this problem, but it does have a lot of little callbacks, which I really appreciate. Um, and then it's on. So what did you think of this lightsaber fight as a, a like choreographed action sequence? I thought it was good. I like how it's uh, very dim on the planet, so you really get the sparks flying, as we're seeing right now. Uh, like the yeah. really, the light up of their blue and red, and when they pull out, it well, makes so there's it a good. lot of there's a lot of fights in the dark with the lightsabers in this yeah. show, right? Where the the lightsabers really are like bright, and they're throwing off quite a lot of light, which they don't always necessarily do. Mm. And well, I you do the thing you're talking about. That's yeah, that's what I was talking about. And also, I noticed um, throughout the fight that Darth Vader has to switch hands because usually throughout this uh, the whole show, he dishes his one hand as lightsaber, and he's just swinging it like an axe. And then when Obi Wan starts to get the like, Vader does a lot of drop on him because he's always he's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Now he's facing an actual Jedi, knows what he's doing. He has to use both hands and fight like he used to to get you know up up on par. Just but good, I right? I did like him all. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I, I saw some people say they wished it was more reminiscent of the prequels with like the speed and the the kind of intensity of it. But I thought it it harkened that way to me personally. And plus, I don't I, I don't think it should 
be that fast because I, I Obi Wan just recently got. I mean, he got his mojo back, but he's still been out of the game for ten years. And Darth Anakin Darth Vader is a robot. He's different. Yeah, yeah. He's not quite as strong as he was. Or exactly. and he's different. He's just like just physically bigger. He's not necessarily going to be about speed as much as he can be about like pure power. power. Exactly. He's, he's so. like six seven. But I really didn't have that complaint at all. Even be- like while I was watching it, I had a couple thoughts. Where I was like, man, it looks like the prequels. Like I, I thought they conveyed that well enough to me. And you know, there's. There is a sense of kind of all the movies, or rather the trilogies, almost have their own distinct styles. Like the the lightsaber fights in the sequels do look a little different than the prequels and the in the original, obviously. But I do think this is some kind of meld which works well. It doesn't look exactly like the prequels. I, I really do think that, and and a lot of people more or less agree with this at this point. Oh, also, I wanted to point out that he does a quick little Dark Souls role in there. He does do a couple. Dark I was like, ah, he's learning from the best. Definitely plays. <laughs> is that sometimes the prequel? lightsaber fights are a little they feel a little over choreographed right mm. where there's just too much for it. and it's very quick and that's interesting because it conveys this idea that like this is why you have to be a jedi to use a lightsaber because you have to have these incredible you know jedi enhanced reflexes, reflexes so that you don't die because everyone's just moving so quickly but i think this i think this is a, a good enough you know balance to it and it looks good and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of force going on they're not just using the swords because that's what it's about, right? Yeah, they're throwing rocks at each other. Vader's a move, we're watching it right now, actually, uh, where he just fucks up the ground, which I think is interesting. I don't think that's a move they've ever done in like, the shows or anything. Not explicitly, but I don't have a problem with no, it. No, I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's interesting because it's I a literally, thing. Course, if you can imagine, uh, people do. Oh. They'd have a problem with it because it's never, you know, we haven't explicitly shown it before, which I think is always such a stupid, slippery slope because it's like every force power ever wasn't existing. Oh, like, they do almost nothing with the force in... A new hope, it's, right? It's very, t- it's very um, intangible. Yeah, it's all like sense and like kind of feel. There is almost no like pushing or pulling or, or force. And so, like the first time that you know Luke pulls that this lightsaber to him in the Wampa Cave, that should have been like, oh my god, what, you can use the force for that. But no, we accepted that. But now it's like for some reason, people, some people have come to the this idea that we're we're set in stone of what is and isn't a force power, and we can't expand upon that any longer, which I think is dumb. Because so. the force is everywhere, so really it can do fucking anything you want yeah, it to. Yeah, kind of. What, do you, what you need to do? Again, first story. Sometimes it's just about what's That's the very story. soft. It's pretty soft magic. But yeah, I think it's fine. There's a lot of, like, a rock shucking. I do think the rocks look a little weird. I mean, it didn't really bother me that much. Some people are very, very annoyed by this um, and really turned into it, but I don't know. They're kind of crumbly, right? Yeah. They, they break pretty easily. Like, even Obi-Wan takes a couple of rocks that, like, shatter on him, and it's like, that... If that's a real like boulder, that doesn't make a ton of sense. So I assume it's just something. It's more like an alien, plant. weird, crumbly mud, almost yeah. more than like really hard rock. But I don't know. It's whatever. You're right. It's an alien planet. God knows what's going on there. He gets buried at one point. Yeah. That's, so I would they, say like, there's like two rounds of their fight. So there's a mm-hmm. round where he does like ground attack, and then he buries him in a bunch of rocks. Everyone holds it back, and he he has a flashback to what? Oh, so he sees like everything. So okay, I do think this is a little bit of maybe the low point. Of the fight, I do think this is a, it's a little weak. I don't really have a big problem with it, but I guess it, I I do see why some people would. And it's a little strange that he just like buries him and then walks off. Mm. Yeah, you need it for the story, right? So that Obi Wan can have this moment where he like you know regroups himself and and he and he has that moment where he really really completely finishes his whole arc for the season. So I really don't have a problem with it in that sense. But it's a little goofy that Vader just like walks off because he's like, oh, I got him now. But it's like, you can surely you can sense that he's not yeah. dead dead under there. Maybe he's like, nah, he's going to go soon. But so Obi-Wan sees like he remembers Tala and Roken and them, but he also remembers Luke and Leia. And he's like, that's what I'm doing this for, man. 
That's what it's about. I got to get out of here and I got to, so I can keep on keeping on, you know. You got to beat him to save them. Yeah, exactly. Which is, that's great. It's, it's that's, not, what, that's what being a Jedi it, is about. You know, you'll forgive him, but not destroying the ones you hate, fighting for the ones you love. Exactly. I don't remember who said that. Probably someone who didn't get bullied off. It's probably in a real good movie. It's probably in a good movie with good writing, I would say. Probably. That's what it sounds like to me. Everybody probably liked that movie, I, I think. I don't see what you, what you wouldn't like. They probably didn't bully the actress who said that. You would, if you if would an actress not. did said that. So he's under there, and yeah, he he has all the thoughts, and you know, it's good. He, he finds it in him, and he, I think I think you could argue that in that moment, he has a bit of a, a bit of oneness with the Force. Like he he really oh, kind of yeah. like tunes yeah. in. And we talked about a couple times, I think, in the lead up to the show, um, that in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, which is like really well well liked among fans and all, there's a moment in there, right, during their fight on Mustafar, where Obi Wan is able to like let go. Of his attachment to Anakin for a moment, I would argue kind of the same thing, like achieve a moment of oneness with the Force, which is how in that moment, even though, yeah, maybe Obi-Wan isn't better than Anakin at fighting, it's why Anakin always loses to Obi-Wan, is because he's got his number in that sense, right? Well, Anakin in both of these instances is like unbalanced and he's got the anger in him and he's just he's just being just killed by, to his, win. by his emotion, whereas Obi-Wan's able to like, yeah, have those moments of clarity and oneness, I think, and that's why he wins. I think he kind of does a similar thing here, and it's not a permanent state of being, right? So, like, Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith, if he if he does have that moment of oneness where he's able to let go, you know, minutes later, after the fight's over, he weeps for his friend, right? Like, yeah. it's not a permanent state of, like, ah, I've detached myself entirely from emotion for my whole life, right? He still has the, you know, you are my brother, I loved you, and, like, he cries for his friend. Again, people, for some reason, have this problem with their Star Wars protagonists of, like, they never want them to, you know to ever stumble or fall and like we've talked about it all throughout this show is that yeah obi-wan doesn't start the show as the great like jedi general of the clone wars but he kind of gets back to somewhere like that and yeah. again that's never going to be permanent either right because we like, know he can't it can't be yeah he has, to get, back, he has to get to alex guinness. alec guinness exactly that's not sustainable for and that's not sustainable for a human being in life right mm. you're never going to be perfect all the time it's okay to like you know stumble and fall on occasion gotta get back up and like we know that yeah later on Obi-Wan also makes some mistakes, right? When he when he keeps, like we talked about a couple times on here, when he keeps hammering to Luke, like, you gotta kill your dad, you can't bring him back, he's lost, you gotta kill him. That's also a mistake, it turns out. But, yeah. you know, he's not a bad guy for it. And I think a very similar thing, not to jump too far ahead, but at, this happens here, right? He kind of gets his mojo back and he has this moment of oneness and he chucks all the rocks and he throws a bunch of rocks at Vader, right? And then he breaks down again, right? He beats him and he's got him pretty much on the ropes and then he starts crying again which is like it's definitely the most impactful moment of this this episode probably the whole series right oh, yeah. they're acting their pants off in this the two of them opposite of each other i think it's great it really was when he breaks his um mask yeah that's the big part of the fight it's kind of the fight ends is that when he gets out and hits him with a bunch of rocks which is kind of wild i was like it felt like very much uh again not to reference the last jedi immediately again but when it's like ray right? when ray was like you can't live in the big rocks i'm just like no, it's not just about lifting big rocks and then she loves big rocks. But at the end, you do. Those you know, every so often, being a Jedi is about lifting some rocks. And then she whips those rocks at her. I actually had rocks at him. Uh, I was very funny because uh, Kyle hadn't watched the episode and he was on TikTok and it was, I think it was Thursday and he like, uh, that video popped up of that like scene and he went, is this real? And I went, yeah, that's real. And he's like, just throws a bunch of rocks at Vader. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of sick. Uh, and it was. It is pretty sick. But he gets to jump on him and he Hits him right in the face, and he breaks his mask. So you do the classic rebel scene, really. Do the rebels thing, and you—I got no problem with it though. Yeah, the lightsaber is much better than this though, so I like it more. <laughs> They're nice and but they do the—they really do a lot. Of, they hit on a lot of those beats. And they you have to hear the, his voice, which just happens in rebels too. Except yeah. instead of Hayden Christensen, they use 
the guy who does yeah. Yeah, yeah but so yeah they do the thing and i think it sounds great the way it's like warbling kind of in and out and you've got that like the kind of you know effect over the top of him speaking but a lot of it's just hayden christensen coming through it's, it's, it's good because it's like twofold because one it's because his thing is broken and it's uh-huh. fucking up but also it's because it's just like he's fighting himself because he yeah. is anakin in there i think so he's still inside but well, yeah because we know he comes come back out. eventually yeah. right like as as deep in the darkness as he is right now we know he does come good eventually he's still he is still in there however small at this point he's in there and is obviously able to come back and i agree like i i just think it's great I and really I think the same it. thing happens. I think in, for a moment here, he has oneness and he's able to let go and think objectively. But I think one of Obi-Wan's greatest flaws throughout it, he's like, he's one of the best Jedi, right? He's one of the oh, yeah. best, like most well-rounded Jedi. He knows what he's doing, right? Says Polkoon. Well, yes, maybe. Shut up, Polkoon. Be Yoda in combat. That's canon. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but uh, <laughs> you, you figured it out for us. But his one blind spot is always been Anakin, right? Which I think is really interesting. I saw someone kind of point this out. I think it's true, right? Like, you know, Obi-Wan's thing is that. That that is his biggest mistake. And that that's also kind of an element of the novelization there, right? And, you know, Anakin's fall is because of Padme. And, you know, Obi-Wan has some parts of that, right? He's got, like, the, the elements of, you know, Satine and all that. And, and it kind of makes him waver. But those, that never makes him fall, right? You know, as much as he cared for her and, and loved her and he has that whole, like, I would have left the order for you if you asked, he doesn't. And even when she dies, he's able to, like, accept that and, and, and keep on keeping on, right? Like, he, he's able to do the, the proper Jedi thing of, like, you know, loving someone while he, they're there and then, you know, being able to, like, accept when they leave and, like, move on. Uh, you know, the whole Yoda thing of, like, you know, love love the people you love while you're here that you care for them, but, you know, rejoice when they become one with the Force. He really is able to kind of do all of that. Yeah. But the one person he isn't able to do that with, turns out, isn't, like, the love of his life. It's his brother, Anakin, right? It's his brother, his his son, whatever it is, this this relationship they have. is something that he's never able to shake. And it's why he can't kill him on Mustafar, and it's why he can't kill him here. It's like, he just breaks down. I think that's, I think it's played really well. Where, like, when he sees the face hunter there, right? And sees that it really is his his Padawan. That's when he's like, all the fight leaves him. Yeah, he doesn't want to keep going because he can look him in the face. Like and it's he's not, like, it's not some monster behind a mask. Yeah, exactly. I think he he'd gotten to the point where he could convince himself, like I don't even know who that is, right? Like that's not my Padawan anymore. Yeah, you it's can't. Not my friend. You can't. You can. It can say it's Anakin all he wants, but it could be anything. But once you see him, it's it's the same. You know, it really is very similar to like the Ahsoka which I think is cool. Like I I'm sure people have a problem with like reusing that so heavily, but you know. You need that moment for both of them. I was going to say, if it, if it was going to be repeated, do it with the two people. Yeah, exactly. So, when people point out, it's I saw this. I, again, you never know how much of this is intentional, but in this, he knocks off the right side, right? In Rebels, Ahsoka knocks off the left side. People point out that, like, you know, Obi-Wan was only able to do half, knock off half of it, right? Ahsoka was only able to knock off half, and it's only until the end where Luke is able to, like, take off his whole mask and bring his father back, which I think is, is kind of cool. Yeah, but this is, how about this line? So this is the big one, right? So Obi-Wan apologizes, right? He's like, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I failed you. And Vader says, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Which is like, that's quite the moment. Yeah. And it, it kind of un- unintentionally kind of frees Obi-Wan. Exactly. Up. Right. Because he's, he's like, well, he doesn't even think I did it. Like, he's something else. He, that's the closure he needs for better or worse. Like, that's, that's kind of what he was looking for. It's like, all right. Yeah. And then after they just says, see you, Darth. Well, like I said, I don't, people have complaints with this too. Like, why did they write it like this? Right. Why did he leave? Kind of thing. Because they're of the opinion, like, well, he should stay and fight. Like, again, I don't know, you know, I, I don't think it is a plot hole 
in episode three when he leaves him. I don't think it's a plot hole here. But some people are kind of like, why did he do that? I think it's because, one, he just couldn't, he doesn't want to kill his friend again, even, no matter what, right? Again, he's never able to really bring himself to that, that state of mind. Even even in the originals when he's like, no, you got to kill him, Luke. I think it's questionable, like, with all that we know now, the whole context of the franchise, if that was true or if he wanted to or, like, if even in that moment, you know, even if he's saying that Luke should, I think it's questionable if Obi-Wan himself would have been able to bring himself to do it. Yeah. And so... I think it makes sense that he's not able or willing to do it. And also that, like, again, the fight's been brought out of him. Like, Vader's wounded. He's on the back ropes, right? But, like, the whole point of the dark side is that, like, you get angry and you kind of get... Like, he's a caged animal now, right? He's a... There's, like, a wounded animal, yeah, right? Yeah, he's like, in the corner. The most, so, like, there's no telling what he could bust out here. He could bust out force landing. Yeah. People pointed out, like, you know, I've seen people discussing it. Vader has, like, taken worse injuries than this and keep on trucking. Like, again, he might just be getting angrier, for all I know, and, like, more... More devastating. Especially in this moment. Exactly. Facing down Obi-Wan face to face. And Obi-Wan, all the fights left out of him. So I think there's an element of, like, he doesn't want to fight his friend. There's also an element of, like, with all that gone out of him, there's no saying if he'd win. Mm -hmm. Right? If things just kept going, it might have swung back around the other way. So I think it makes perfect sense that he's like, you know what? I've got my closure. I gotta go. But I just, I think it's great. I think they really touch on some, some real good character stuff in this. And I think the whole, like, you didn't kill, you didn't kill Anakin. I did, right? I think you kind of said that earlier, like, He's kind of convincing himself almost, yeah. right? As as much as that's like helpful for Obi Wan to be like, all right, you know, that's cool. I think there's an element of the dark side is kind of always that, right? A lot of the dark siders we see throughout Star Wars, they all seem to be on a similar thing of like they have to convince themselves of this. Kylo Ren's the evil. same way, right? Yeah. Of like, oh, I don't want to feel the light, and I'm I'm evil. I'm as evil as my grandfather was. But it's like, no, he never really was, right? The whole point of it, like we always talk about, despite you know the dum dums online are like. Great Jedi, you need light and dark. We've talked about it, right? You don't. The dark is a corruption. Balance is light. Right? Again, I always say it, and I'm sure people take umbrage to this because it's the last Jedi. But I really think that he sums it up incredible in that movie, which is like Ray looks at the whole island and she sees life and she sees death and she sees she sees the waves like crashing over the porg's nest and and like again life playing out the whole circle of it the like the the great and the beautiful and the tragic that is all the light side like life is the light side death yep. is not. Yeah. The dark, right? But, like, that killing hole. is the dark. That, that corruption. Dark yeah. That, like, cancer that's on the island that's not right. That's the dark side. It's a corruption. Like, death in and of itself is not part of the dark side. Again, like, give it a says. Like, you're just supposed to rejoice for those who join the light. They're part of the cosmic force now. It's mm. sad and all, but, like, they're, they're, they're doing it, you know? But, like, murder, killing, right? Taking another life. That, Stealing a life like Palpatine talks yeah, about. That's the dark side. And I think, you know, the dark side's always, like... The light's always kind of fighting it back, right? Like, mm-hmm. the whole will of the force thing is that it's kind of pushing back, and it's trying to find that balance, like, you know, like water finding its level almost. And I think so much of the dark side for a lot of these characters, if you're not just totally, like, you know, in unsavably evil, like you are a Palpatine or whatever, a lot of the time it is almost like they have to convince themselves they're evil to keep going, because otherwise the, the light wants to kind of poke through. And I think that's kind of what's happening here, which I, I think is cool. Is it Darth Vader being like, no, I'm, I'm totally evil, I'm dead. Anakin was weak. I killed him and again. It's the same thing as Kylo Ren, right? Mm. Ben Solo was dead. I killed him. I'm 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 cooler now. I'm the e- I'm the most evil guy in town. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I I wonder if I think you could almost make the argument that like if if Obi Wan was able to say the right thing and like keep pushing that moment, if like that wouldn't have worn down a little bit. I don't know. Because again, free. he's in there still. Yeah. As Just however deep he is, like Anakin's still in there. And he, in this moment, he's definitely he's trying to choose the dark and be angry about it. But there's no telling. I don't know. You know, obviously the the 
the story as it is is that like it wasn't until his son like who was able to finally it was only that relationship that was able to break through to him but it's just interesting to think about oh yeah because i think ahsoka comes close as well and like wearing through that just a little bit and maybe it's all these like interactions throughout time that just kind of like wear him down a little bit and like make these little these holes and these his armor yeah and then that's that's why luke is able to bust through at the end maybe i don't know it's just, it gives you the perfect wow. And again, I don't know, you know, obviously, of course, it wasn't intentional. George Lucas didn't plan for this. <laughs> he didn't, like, uh, he's going to have an apprentice who's orange in his tails. He didn't, plan for this. Yeah. he didn't plan for all this beforehand, but it all kind of works together, I think, in, in, like, a satisfying way. Yeah. And then they dip out, and then he just says, well, then my friend is dead, right? See you later, Darth. Which is and a weird he... thing to call him, because Darth isn't, like, no, his first you're name. you're on that now? No, but it is, though. This is a matter of contention this week. This has been the source of much discourse. Much discourse. I think you should have said, see you later, Vader. Plus it flows. Okay, so, okay, there's a couple of things. All right. You're right. That's not his first name, right? But, in A New Hope, it was his first name. And he calls him Darth in A New Hope. That's true, he does. So, I think it's continuity with that, because we know Obi-Wan calls him Darth, right? And then, I think the thing is, is that Obi-Wan doesn't care, right? I think it's, like, slightly mocking, mock him? almost. Yeah, because he doesn't care about the Sith, right? Hmm. Like, and it's, and it's like an insult coming out of him, right? It's like an epitaph. To be like, you a Sith? Some like Venom behind it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, okay, Darth. Again, he knows it's not his first name. And yes, the t- I've seen people be like, oh, this doesn't make any sense because the proper address for a, uh, a Darth is is uh, Dark Lord of the Sith or, or or my Lord. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to call him Lord. See a Lord? No. He's yeah. calling him Darth because he's like, all right. He's going to respect him. Yeah, he doesn't respect that. He doesn't, like, what do you, that's absurd. He doesn't recognize the sovereignty of the Empire. He's against that. He's not about that. So I don't have any problem with that. And again, I think, obviously, maybe that's going out of your way to try to assign meaning to it, but I think it works perfectly fine. And again, it's kind of to be consistent with A New Hope, where he calls him Darth a couple times. I really think it does, like, kind of like a jab. And I think it works fine as that. Because what's he going to call him? Anakin? Vader? Like, he doesn't respect those names either. That's true. I mean, Anakin is obviously his name, but he's like, fine, you don't want to be Anakin, then you're not Anakin. He's not going to call him Vader. That's the name he wants. Yeah, exactly. So, I think it works just fine. Then we get... He goes back to Tatooine. He sends his Luke falling down a hole. Yeah, he's like, I got to go save Luke. But he doesn't get there in time to save Luke, does he? Because it turns out... um, Revis saves him. She just doesn't do it. She just can't bring herself to do it, which I think is another really, really powerful, like, character moment. She remembers Order 66. I think it's great. Like, we kind of, again, saw that sort of worn away. Like, last week when Obi-Wan was like, you going to do Order 66 again to the, all these kids we have in here? And she's like, mm, maybe you're right. And then this happens here. He's like, she's going to kill Luke because, I don't know. So, okay, what do we think here? Just for some discussion. Do you think that she put two and two together that this is Anakin's son? Or does she just think this is someone who's important to Obi-Wan and I think- thus worthy of being killed? I think the second one. I don't I think, think so. I don't think right? she knows enough about. Because now that we know how she knows about Anakin, she c- couldn't have known about. Right. I think that too. works well enough to just be like, well, she hears it. She also she's just like she's just aimless, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think she's really thinking this all through to me. Again, she's like kind of close to death right now. Yeah. She's kind of in a bad way, and I think she's just kind of reeling and spiraling and looking for anything to like grab onto. And she's like, well, I can kill a kid. I couldn't kill Darth Vader, but I can find this child and probably get him easily enough. Yeah, I didn't know she, she sees herself with Logan. Flashes. Yeah, I think this is a great like character moment. And then she like you know they're they're searching desperately for him, and then she just brings him back. And like I think that's another great moment. I guess un- again some some top tier acting out of the cast here when Moses Ingram like breaks down and she's like, "Am I him? Like, if if I gone too far? Like, and that's that's clearly her arc here. That's what she was meant to understand. That's what mm. Obi Wan was trying to tell her last week. Is like. If you go too far into this, then you're no better than he is, and what's even the point, right? Yeah. 
if you've actually fallen to the dark in order to like get your revenge, then they've won. Yeah, they did exactly what she wanted them to do because they're all about revenge. These dark siders, and but she doesn't. She's like able to to like realize that that's not what she wants and that's not what she's about. And I think that's a great moment. That's like that's that's a very Star Wars moment, right? Oh, for sure. That's 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 some great stuff. Is her being like, you know what? I'm gonna choose to be a good guy. And then she kind of drops her lightsaber and just kind of fucks off. And he's like, yeah. You chose. You're clearly not him because you chose not to. You rose above that, and you're like you. You're on the right path. And I think it, I. I think it's incredible. I think it's excellent stuff. I love what this has happened a couple times now, but I love Obi Wan reconciling with an old enemy in the desert. <laughs> he loves doing that a couple times now. And he's just like, you know what? You're all right. You're not so bad. Let's but some time in the desert, like me, you'll, you'll you'll like it. I think Darth Maul. <laughs> People made the joke that like. That desert's just littered with lightsabers. <laughs> so many lightsabers there. Everyone's bearing their lightsabers in the desert. <laughs> and and the one desert planet. Even those other ones. Get, send, her, send General Grievous there with a, with a metal detector. Found one. Had a good time. Another addition a, to his collection. Fine addition to his collection. So after this, we're kind of... St- we're still... We end... Uh, no, he goes and visits Leia, right? That's the last thing he does. No, there's a couple things in between. You got anything else to say about Reva? No. What do we think of her overall as an addition to the Star Wars universe? Oh, she was pretty good. I think this arc is great. I think it's really, really interesting. They totally did something new. There's definitely similarities with the second sister in Fallen Order there, but they definitely distinguish her enough. Actually, I mean, there's there's not a ton of similarities once we really saw the so- whole scope of Reva's story here. Yeah. Um, Reva chose for one thing, right? She wasn't, like, captured and tortured into it. And then, you know, the second sister kind of comes good at the end for a moment, uh, but then also she's literally instantly killed. So this is a much different kind of spin on it. killer? Yeah, yeah. Vader gets most of them. A good half of the Inquisitors that dies because Vader kills them. He loves doing that. Yep. Um. So you know this isn't that right? Like she's still alive. She can appear in other stuff. Like she has the potential to actually do some good in the universe now, which I think is more interesting than just like yeah, she comes good at the end and she dies. Which um, you know, we called at the beginning of this show, didn't we? I said she has to go good or die because uh, no, that's all the Imperial characters really right. do. Well, that's true as well, right? You can't have an Imperial character in Star Wars that doesn't go good or die, because then what's the point? And then they're just like, I really like being a Nazi, I think. Well, right. That's the thing. People, we don't, we fans, some people are for those reasons like, why, we, why can't we get more Imperial characters who just stay Imperial? Those are the bad guys. The, you're the you're bad talking guys. about villains. You're just talking about villains. Yeah. You can't, that's an oxymoron. You can't have like a heroic like protagonist character that we're meant to root for and follow who consistently chooses the Empire over again. Because it always, I, I've said this before, right? It always goes, they all have the same arc, which is like, they really see the Empire for what it is, and they learn, and the more they learn, the more they're like, oh no, and then they leave. That's really Tara in the show. She goes, exactly. I saw it, and I was not well, like, happy. I think her different, oh yeah, Tala. You said. Tala yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It. That's what Tala. they all are. That's Kalos, that's that's Tala, that's like, you know, some of the, a lot of the books and stuff. It's even in the in the expanded universe. Like, that's the only way you can go. There's this idea of like, the noble Imperial is like, it's, it's no good too far no. it's it's fucking r slash empire did nothing wrong taken to the extreme where people have actually thought that yeah i remember i think one of the examples of that is um is that squadrons video game because in that squadrons video game a lot of the characters stay evil at the end like they, they there is no like defection or anything but again those guys are just bad like they're just wrong and i remember people being like this is so cool i like that there's a mission where you can shoot these civilian vessels and i'm like you like that you're supposed to dislike that. Something you enjoyed playing? You're supposed to be like, man, this is a really interesting mechanic because, like, they're making me, you know, kill civilians for bonus points because this is a video game and, like, that's the mechanic that's employed in you. You're supposed to have, like, a, a disconnect there of, like, fuck, this is wild. 
I don't like this. You're not supposed to be like, yeah, get him. Give me more of this. Glory to the Empire. Like, fucking hell, man. People are crazy. As much as I have problems with, like, the, the Battlefront 2 story, for example, and, and the way that their defection was handled in that, the, that itself is not a problem to be like, the they turn good at the end. Or not at the end, like, pretty early on. But it's like, yeah. yeah. You can't have them just be the Empire the whole way through because that's horrible. That's awful and terrible in every way. But yeah, I think she's great. I don't. I I will never understand the hate that she got. It's well, I will. I understand why, unfortunately. But I don't. I like don't it. agree with it. I don't I like it. and I don't agree with it. I couldn't condemn it strongly enough. We take a firm stance. And this podcast. she's excellent. I hope she returns. I hope this isn't scared away forever. Oh my god, dude! I saw it at the premiere for the finale. She had a little R two D two purse. That's fun. She's all about it. She's having a great time. She's making man. tons of Star Wars money now, baby. Be, be nice. She Can't said, you just be nice for once? Just shut you up, maniacs. Go away. And again, she's acting her she's acting her face off here, her man. She's up. crying. She's weeping. I was like, oh my god, it's so powerful. We got a couple of people crying in the same episode. It's some good stuff, man. I mean, it didn't bring me to tears or anything. I can't lie. I've seen a lot of people who are apparently very, very moved by this. Good well, on every, everybody in the internet is twice as moved as you'd ever be. They feel way more. That's emotional. how I always feel. Like and I can robot. never tell. I feel like there's some people who genuinely, not even some. I think a lot of people really were actually moved to tears and stuff by this finale, but. Yes, I feel like I've talked before on here, right? People said about like have said that about every episode in this this series so far of like, oh my god, I was literally crying at this scene. I'm like, they said that when Charlie Kelly spoke Gaelic and it's always sunny. I'm like, guys, you, you're not actually crying at all of this, are you, man? I mean, good on. I mean, do you, man? But like, gosh, I wouldn't have any wouldn't have any left. Yeah, I had to drink so much water to be dehydrated. I, and I think I cry at movies more often than most people, but I don't think I cry at movies very often at all. Right. Well, I'm not saying it's super often, but yeah. still more than a lot of. I don't know, man. But like, I can't. Gosh. Not every moment in this series that had, had, like, vague implications to the prequels was like, oh my god. I mean, here's the thing. I don't... The prequels don't make me cry or anything. They never have. They're just too, like, too too ingrained in us, right? I'm not gonna watch... Like, honestly, I, I, I understand all that, but, like, when I watch Re- Revenge of the Sith, for example, I don't actually feel it anymore. <laughs> it's just kind of like... You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. kind of objective. Like, ah, oh, this happens, and this is... I understand this is sad. I see, I, uh, apologies, it sounds, makes me sound like a sociopath. It does. It makes you sound like you're like, you skin squirrels in your backyard. But you get what I'm saying, right? No, I do. When I watch it, it's like, I've seen this movie enough that I'm not actually moved by it as much as I'm just like, oh, I get what happens. Because you're used to, You're, like, yeah, numb I mean, to it. Yeah, exactly. It makes sound like sociopaths, but... <laughs> yeah, it just is what it is. So let's, let's move on to the next scene here. I think we had, like, what, three more big scenes left? Yeah, it keeps going. It's um, People said, and I kind of felt the same way while watching it. I didn't really have this problem, but it's got like a bit of a Return of the King thing on here where it seems to end like four different times. It really does. But yeah, she again, I just love this. I don't know. I can't get over this dialogue here. But she's like, I failed them. And he's like, nah, you didn't fail them. That You you won because you didn't, rejected it. Yeah. Out of memory. I love a good... This, this is what it's all about, man. That's, that's a very Star Wars. You can't get more Star Wars than that, right? He's given a Jedi like you rejected, right? Oh, and I kind of meant to mention this earlier, but I did. The other thing I really liked about Vader, just to kind of, this is all kind of wrapped up in their arcs here, is that when he does say like it was, you know, it was me, I chose to do that. I appreciate that because there is a lot of stands, I guess, Anakin stands, who like have really latched onto and run with the idea that it really is everyone else's fault that right. Anakin's out the way he is. Yeah. Right. And there is some of that, of course, in the prequels that you know Yoda and Mace Windu and, and Obi Wan and all. There's mistakes were made they definitely didn't handle everything perfectly but i do not think the point that you're supposed to like the the understanding that you're supposed to leave those films with is that they all failed him and that's why he caused that he again we've talked about this before but a lot of canon material has made it clear that like no he chose that path like i always say in from a certain point of view which is you know 10 years after this so obi-wan would have had all that time to mellow and i think it 
does definitely work within that whole context is he goes no anakin made his choice and you know again i didn't do everything perfectly but i didn't cause that it wasn't my fault yeah he knew right from wrong and he chose wrong because because of selfish reason that's the whole point of the prequels is like that you know this fear of loss and all this can drive people to do like horrible things but you're you're meant to understand that like it's not Mace Windu's fault. No. Again, he makes some mistakes, maybe. Paul Coon didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. The Jedi have their flaws in that, but they aren't bad. And I think I've said that before on here, right? Is that I, I feel like people take that too far of, like, the Jedi were, were lost their way. And, 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 again, they definitely had flaws at this point to basically mean that the Jedi were no better than the Sith. And they had they were, yeah, practically evil. And it's like, well, that's not true. No. They are, they are better than the Sith. There's no doubt about that. The Sith are just evil. Yeah, so I, I did appreciate that. And, like, the same thing happens here is that Reva, yeah, she made the choice. She did that. That was her. And, like, he says, you know, no, you made the choice. That was you, and you made the right choice. You're not, you know, you aren't him because you are capable of doing that. And that's what she did here by not killing that defenseless boy. Yeah. Who- Which, I mean, is, like, low bar, but, but it's a starter. And I, I actually had a quote I just wanted to read off, if you'll... If you'll entertain me here right, let's, let's run for we only have 10 more minutes left in this segment i'm calling after no now. i told you we're talking about um it's george lucas quote where he says one of the basic concepts of human nature is personal responsibility you either take responsibility for what you're doing or you do not but to deny that you have anything to do with the world that you don't influence in any way is ridiculous we all influence the world that we all teach some of us have larger voices than others but everybody teaches every day of their lives and everything you teach you're responsible for I have a very loud voice, and therefore I take it very seriously that whether you are influencing one person or a million people, the burden of responsibility still exists upon the individual. And I think that uh, that mentality is very present throughout most of Star Wars, yeah, <laughs> including stuff like this. So I just want to say that, like, you choose. I don't know why. You, I don't know how anyone could go away from Star Wars and being like, "Oh, it's just beyond his control." Like, no. the The whole theme of every single one of these is you choose to do the right thing. The whole point of Yoda's thing is you don't try; you just do it. You do it or you don't. And it's not ha- and it's not always easy, and yeah, sometimes it's fraught, but you do it anyways. Like, you choose the right thing, because it's right. Mm-hmm. Even if it is difficult, and maybe your wife's gonna die. And that's hard, and that sucks, but like, no. It has to be done. That's the theme of these movies, for sure, is that you choose the right side. <laughs> like, So yeah, then we get Vader, and he's like, I'm gonna get his ass. I so hate him. Palpatine I hate him so Mustafa. much, we're gonna search everywhere for him. And Palpatine's like, what if you didn't? Oh, well, Palpatine. I guess, let's say that. Yeah. We get Palpatine, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good stuff. And it's him, he's back. He said he wouldn't be in it. He's like, someone asked him at celebration. He's like, "Shut up! I won't be in it. Don't don't expect anything out of me." And he was like, "Who knows? Dumb, dumb maybe his, maybe my 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 his, his master will appear somewhere in the universe." There he is. He was here. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah. And then he basically was like, "Maybe you're too weak. Maybe I'll get the Grand Inquisitor to be my boy." And he's like, "Hold on now." He's like, "No, no, I don't even care. I don't even care about Obi Wan. Who said you? Who told you I cared about Obi Wan? Because they were lying. They were lying. They were lying. This is the Grand Inquisitor. I'll beat his ass. I don't care about. Obi-Wan. I beat his ass once before in the Jedi Library. I'll do it again. I don't care about. I don't care about Obi Wan." He means nothing, which is good. Like, I think, you know, we went into this and I had some some re- reservations about how they were going to, like, handle this and where they were going to leave it off to make it convincing that, like, they would be content to go their separate ways. And I think they achieved that oh, with yeah. this, right? I definitely agree. Of, like, Obi-Wan's like, you know what? I, I don't feel any guilt anymore. I've kind of moved past that. I will I, I accept that Obi-Wan or Anakin's made his choice. I accept that I can't be the one to kill him, but I also don't feel the, like, duty to save him and I'm ready to move on. And then... Anakin's thing is like, nah, I guess I'm done. But I, I think that kind of ties with what I was saying earlier. Is like maybe part of this is that Palpatine's like, if he keeps talking to Obi Wan, if he meets again and again, then Obi Wan really might wear him down, wear him down, and like break through to him. And I think that's part of it too, because he's all like, oh, your emotions clouding it. That's not actually what the Sith believe. 
They're all about emotion. They That's their emotions. whole thing. So I think it's something else is on at work there. Some like, his connections breaking. Yeah. Well, because there's this, there's one of my little favorite scenes from the um, comic is when. Again, like I was saying, like the force wants to be light and not dark because that's the corruption. And again, the the force is kind of alive. And when Vader bleeds his crystal for his lightsaber, right, the the crystal kind of fights back because again, it's like the crystals are like alive. They're like conduits for the cosmic force. And it shows him these visions. And one of the things he sees is like him finding Obi Wan and like checking him down, and then like falling to his knees before him and like begging for his forgiveness. And I feel like that's kind of obviously he rejects it in that moment because again, like he's trying to convince himself like, oh, I'm evil. I hate it. You know, I think there's there's some some truth to that. Of like, again, if you if you kept wearing him down, there might have been a moment of like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, I hate this. <laughs> this is awful. I don't. It's horrible breathe. being angry and in pain my whole life. Yeah, I can't breathe right. My legs don't work. Mm-hmm. I live on a. I down my big castle on a lava planet where I got burned. A horrible lava planet. I spend most of my life in Bacta so I don't die. But yeah, uh, so I think that that leaves it off well enough for me. I really don't have any complaints with the way, because again, I was like, oh, I don't know, and and the mechanism by which they introduced Vader to this story, and then like they exited, and then you know we don't have the loose ends of like, yeah, they're just kind of they've just kind of left each other's lives again, and they're okay with that, and like they know they're out there, but it is what it is, right? Um, and the idea that it's not, you know, no one knows where Luke is, no one knows that he was on Tatooine except Reva, who's like cool now. I think that all worked out. It was pretty good. I think so too. We didn't see that frog guy, fifth brother anymore. Thank goodness. <laughs> no, he just doesn't. We didn't get any action out of the the fourth sister there. No, we did. She's the fourth. We figured out. Yeah, yeah. We did. I think uh, from an action figure. Nice. So and also, she out. maybe appeared before, but it's it's a whole thing. We won't get into it. But yeah, she does fuck all this whole show. She just kind of sits in a chair. And <laughs> she's just, in like two episodes. Where she just kind of appears. So I don't know what that's about. But then yeah, we got Leia, and she puts her outfit. She's once again kind of dressed in like a pseudo outfit from the originals, which is very fun. They kind of did that a lot for Leia this show. Very cute. Yeah. Because she's got like, um, she's got like a Cloud City kind of dress, uh, or like, again, not the exact same thing, but kind of harkening back with some of like the colors and the stuff from episode, uh, one. And then a lot of it, she's wearing that green thing, which is kind of reminiscent of her poncho from Endor. And then yeah. she's wearing like white hair and she's got her blaster holster there. Do we think that's the same one she has like in later movies and, and I, comics and whatnot? I was thinking that it probably was. I was gonna May as well be, right? Why not? Why not, right? I mean, it's not going to really make it. Who would? You can't really tell. I mean, I'm sure you can go in and, like, compare them exactly. And I guess that would uh, that would be your answer, whether or not. But I don't know. I I'll, I feel like that's the type of thing you can just chalk up to some headcanon and not worry too stringently about it, right? Yeah. Well, people will, though. Because they're yeah, insane. they will. And then we got another great emotional moment when he comes back and he returns Lola to her. And um, he has that hard to heart with her. He's like, listen, I told you I didn't know your parents before. I was lying. And he gives her that little that little thing, right? Which is very nice. Which about your parents, what do you get from them? Yeah. Says good things about Anakin. She's more excited to draw than the person. I don't know. I thought I said that saved. But yeah, he's like, your 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 mother was like brilliant and this and that. And you're, but your father was passionate. You got them both. And then, you know, he's like, I'll tell you more, maybe. And she's like, you don't need to. Because she looks back and she's got her parents. And again, that's the whole that's the whole thing. They're all part of her. But like, she also doesn't, that's not a hole that she really has. And I think that's sort of the little, the little mini arc she's gone on. It's like, you know what? My parents are great. Uh, I don't need anyone else. And it's sad because they blow up on all their... <laughs> they both die horribly. That's maybe the saddest chapter of that book. Certain point of view. Love it. But uh, Bria Organa gets a chapter and she's on Alderaan and she's like, ah, it's not such a bad day on Alderaan. Here we are. And then, and then hey. Bale gets home and they're like, what's in the sky? What is that? Is that a moon? Oh. And then Bale gets home right in time to die with her and he's like, oh, this is bad. This is rough. And then they explode. <laughs> So, that's horrible. Good God. I know. That book's full of a couple of those. I've talked about the Antilles one before, but, like, good grief. 
There's some rough stuff in there. Bullet Fett one where he's like, I got a Wookiee pelt. That one's just... But that was just a fun one. I'm saying some of those are like... Upsetting? Yeah. Sad. <laughs> yeah. The Antilles one where he's like writing a letter to his daughters and then he dies on the ship and he never gets the letter out and then his daughters die on it on Alderaan as well. Oh, it's horrible, Jack. That's horrific. I know. So then Obi-Wan gets back. He clears out his, his horrible dank cave. Which is good, because we were like, why is he in the cave? But it's because growth. Now he gets to grow and live in a freaking house. <laughs> but he's still cutting that manta mute. Nah, he probably, probably lost that job. He's been gone for so long. That's, <laughs> they moved out, well, they moved on to a different manta, so. He's got to crack the manta down. He moves out of his little cave. I think that's fun. He's on his EOP. This is great, so I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this is like a, um, it's from a comic. This out, this particular outfit. Like, so he's back to that's the tan robes, he's and then he's got like the, the, the sleeveless robe thing. Uh, and then the goggles, yeah, looks great. I think he's look. I think he looks awesome. Then Luke's there. There's like action figures and statues that they've made in the past where like they add a little more detail of like he's got he's got his clone Clone Wars era like armor strapped on there too. So maybe in those duffels and whatnot, he's got all kind of very crazy stuff. how Luke and Owen both dressed like Jedi. I no, I don't. I never never bothered me. Uh, so you're just saying about. that, right? I'm just saying it to say it. I never. It never stood out to me. I mean, they're similar, but like they're also there's differences. There's some distinct. Like elements monk. of Jedi outfits. Jedi's are monks anyway. I, suppose. I think so. And then, like, he's like, "You want to go talk to talk to him?" And he brings him over the Skyhopper, which I said he's got to bring him at some point. He's got to play got with it. it. He's got to play with it in episode episode he's four. A man, child, he lived on a horrible planet. He's got no joy in his life. And he's like, and he "Owen says the line." Owen, you're his dad. You don't need me. But he's still there. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? Happens like like a good a good half dozen times. Anakin is or um, Luke is almost killed by like. <laughs> Bandits or ruffians or Tuscan vagabonds, Tuscan raiders, brigands, in, thieves, brigands, thieves. At one point in uh, in Legends, a crate dragon, you know, all of it. And then he's got to be there to save him. So this won't be the last they'll see of him. He also defends him from freaking Darth Maul in a couple of years. That's also a thing that happens where he's like, "I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get him." What we want to know, but he's like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, "None of that." But yeah, he comes over and he says, "Hello there." Hello there. He says the line, huh? That's a great use of it, right? Yeah. You know, we can, we joked up top that. Uh, the beginning of the show, they're like, oh, they're going to be a bunch of prequel memes. And they're pretty reserved, which is fine, because they shouldn't have actually tried to squeeze prequel memes in for the just for the, the yucks. For the Reddit fuckers. Um, but I think this was the perfect level of it. That's just enough. And it it's also got story reason. And people pointed out, I think I think it's often forgotten in the whole, like, General Kenobi episode 3 context, but I'll hello there is the first line he ever says in Star yeah. Wars. I forget that, too, because yeah. you make it think that, but... So it's got a couple. It's like bookends, kind of. It's and great. I bet you McGregor loves that people say it to him everywhere he goes. Every single interview he did starts with that. He can tell how long he's been doing it. You can tell when the interview process he's there because he gets more and more ugh, disheveled. He's talked about it, yeah, in some of those interviews. And like, I feel like it almost kind of passes him by, or not passes him by. It seems like he didn't really get it necessarily at first. He's like, why do people just say hello there? And like, I'm sure when someone says it to you, you can get you get like. They're trying to say they're not just saying hello there. There's like some some something there. There's an affectation. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, it's the meme. That's the thing people say to him more than anything. Apparently, just oh, kind yeah. of fun. I think it's fun because it is kind of innocuous, really, to just say hello there. Hello like, there. There's worse thing. There's worse quotes you could have oh, as yeah. a movie character, right? Like um, anything really. Yeah, a lot Star of Wars. quotes are kind of weird or like rude. And if you were a guy from like a like I don't know. What is it? You, uh, who's the guy in Scarface? Al Pacino. <laughs> is, he, is he Scarface? Yeah, but you know how that works. So people no, say it works. I yes, know, I don't remember. I've never seen Scarface. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I've never seen it either. So there we go. Here we are. Uh, you'd be surprised. The little movies I've seen. Doesn't he say like? Oh, does he say Asta Lavisa, motherfucker, in that one? Is that a different? Does he movie? say a little, my little friend. 
Are you thinking of Asha La Vista Baby and Yippee Motherfucker from two completely separate movies? That I don't even know what Scarface. I'm thinking. That's a good one, though. We'll pick that. Yippee Motherfucker? Yeah. So if you were Bruce Willis and people pass you on the street and go, Yippee Motherfucker, you'd be like, Whoa. Ooh, or, heavy, or Heavy Trails, Hans. Yeah. Well, that's not so bad. But hello, I just think all this was just to say I think hello there is funny because it's, it's just a greeting. It's a greeting. Now, here we go. Uh, here it is. This is it, right? And I've been stalling. Here. I've been dragging my feet here to preserve the, I, the immense surprise. See, I almost, I almost did that thing I do where I went, and Qui Gon showed up later, and you've been like, Jack, no! I don't know why you do that. Because it's fun for me. Oh, here it is, though. He's here. It's so much fun, right? And I think, I think this is perfect usage. Not too much. Not too much. But he's did, there. Did he's it, full of image. He's, it, and he's full of visage. He's back. What did I tell you? I said with the hair and the beard, you won't even tell. He barely looks like he's aged today. He looks no. pretty good. And they and they only had this. He's only a little bit because they couldn't pay him because he'd be like, "Give me a billion dollars, I'm Qui Gon." I don't think so. I I was reading some quotes from him after the fact because um, do you remember bef- leading up to it? He was like, "I don't know, guys. I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I'm really interested in doing TV. I'm more of a movie guy. I'm, I'm I prefer film. I don't know if I lower myself to being doing television." But now they've asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean." I'll like I got a lot of respect for George and what he did. I want to pay homage to that and like what? What? Let someone else be Qui Gon? No, <laughs> no, I'm I got his little lightsaber on a plaque here. I think it's great, man. What did I say? Oh, look at him! I, t- I said he's always the, been. I here. said with the beard and the hair and the blue sheen, you won't even you know. Won't even know. And he's there, and he's always exactly. He's always been there. It's great, isn't it? Again, it works. That's really great stuff. Man, ah, what a show! What a show! Come on, how are you gonna dislike? This is great. We man. definitely had our reservations going into the show. One hundred percent, you especially. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah cried a couple times i think <laughs> about how it, uh not on the podcast about lore about lore i was worried about the lore i was worried about the lore too and but you know this show really proved me wrong i it wrong, delivered man it delivered thank i mean man there he is in all his glory that's it. great he was there all along and he had to do his arc it's everything i wanted from obi-wan show i think it really kind of is right like gosh in the book of boba fett i think it's one of the best things one of the best star wars things just, honestly it's gonna qualify that with something else and no, don't even qualify with that one of the best Star Wars things. And maybe that's a little bit of recency bias, but golly, well, this is great. Was it, oh, yeah, we'll after Andor and all the other things coming out this fucking yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Thing? But, like, I, I think it's one of the best things that has that Lucasfilm's put out since the acquisition. I think it's maybe one of the best things, period. Um, I think it's probably the best show they've ever done any of anything. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Star Wars and Rebels are... Or, uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels are, like, both really great in their own ways. And also, those are, like, multi-season epics compared to this. And but anthologies. As, yeah, as, like, a contained little... Gosh, I don't know. It's like one of the best Star Wars movies. <laughs> if you it like, is. think of it in that sense, it's just like a kind of six-hour triple long f- feature. And it's great. And they're off on the adventure. They're gonna—he's gonna go find his house. Probably he's gonna go save people from the water attack. We've talked about. You know, he's gonna get up to some things. Things are not quite yet done yet for, for old Ben Kenobi, Kenobi, right? So I guess in that in that uh, train of thought, what do, what do you think? People have been people liked it so much, and again, I did as well. We, we've been very happy with it, but. The natural, the natural attitude then is, hey, we do do some more. The season, season two of this. What do you think, Jack? No, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, no, no. Don't don't ruin it. I agree. Because can have Vader come back again? No, I think have Qui Gon show up again. Well, you definitely can't. I think the only argument for a season two would just be Obi Wan, and this time he really would stay on just ta- stay on Tatooine, like I said to begin with. And again, I would, I will freely admit this one. I was wrong. I don't think that I would have. Like that as much as this. I don't think it would have had as much potential for these moments as this. So I'll definitely own up to that. But I'm sure I would enjoy that. And like you could do like a whatever an adaptation of that novel now, which is good. And that the um, John Jackson Miller who wrote that actually came out this week and said it was like I think it works. I think you can. I think that kind of slots in, which I've said about a lot of can uh, legend stuff, right? 
more or less, if it doesn't, if it doesn't like directly contradict canon stuff, or even if it does and <laughs> you don't care and just want to enjoy it, just just roll with it, man. So I think it kind of shoves in there. You could kind of do that, but I don't know if you need to. Like, just read that book, leave the show on its own, you know. And while it is kind of like bittersweet to be like, okay, this is really probably the last last time McGregor's going to play. They're going to reprise these roles, and that is bitter again, bittersweet. I don't know, like not all of them. Do we need Hayden. what? Not Hayden. Because of Ahsoka, maybe. Well, maybe, definitely. Well, we don't know. Definitely strong. Preserve some mystery, Jack. Come on. Fuck mystery. We know. I mean, come on, We guys. think. Yeah, okay. We don't know anything. I I can guess. We're hoping. I'm sorry. But the I point know. being, I, I get it. Like, I understand the, the desire to want to see these characters return again. I think this was, you know, as much as, as great as he is in the prequels, I think this was the best Ewan has been as the character ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, sometimes yeah, he, he was acting against. He acted with people. To. No offense to George Lucas. You know, bless his soul, but he's not great at that. I actually saw, I think I did say this one. Yeah, um, little, just a little tidbit. While filming the scene in which Obi-Wan visits Boba and Jango, George Lucas was having some trouble getting the correct reaction out of Logan, um, who's the young young Boba Fett actor in episode yeah. two. Which, I mean, unbelievable, right? George Lucas was having trouble getting a reaction out of out of a, an actor? Much less a child? Well, a child when he couldn't... Didn't know he was acting towards. So Daniel Logan was having trouble with it, and um, he wanted the actor to look more suspicious. So McGregor told Logan, "When I open the door, act like I've taken a terrible fart. Just try it." <laughs> Next take, he opened the door, went squint's face, and it totally worked. <laughs> so you've been had, having to fill in a little bit for uh, George, <laughs> George on the directing front. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Like Isn't that, that just fun? then like the Timmy Morrison uh, behind the scenes of Attack of the Clones going, "Any lines today, George? <laughs> no, okay." But yeah, I don't think we need a follow up in pretty much any kind. People have been like, oh, this, this has been my least favorite take. Ready for this? Is people say, okay, the second season, it's not really a season, but it's kind of a, a, a spiritual successor. And instead of being Obi Wan Kenobi, it's just called Vader. And we finally get the Vader show. No. No. Guys, he's a Nazi. He just becomes a bigger Nazi. <laughs> we don't need any more. Read the comics if you're so infatuated with Darth Read the Vader. the books. There's so many of them, and they're the only people. Who care that much about the show? People who would read the comics. You would think. You would hope. I would hope that anyone who's beaten this drum for years and freaking years about it has read the comics by now because they are great. A lot of those comics are excellent. Star Wars comics, some of the some of the top tier stuff. So read those. And I I was saying to you, we were talking about it off pod, but like a lot of those comics, even as good as some of them are, they also even get repetitive with the storylines because there's only so many times you can do. Kill the Jedi, prove the Palpatine you're strong. That's that's it, right? There's there's kind of two main beats. It's either like, yeah, he's got a... Well, not even two. It's really just the one beat. Oh, yeah. Prove you're strong enough to be the Sith, because that's what the Sith are all about. And yeah, that can take it either you hunt down this Jedi and kill him to prove you're strong to me, or like face down this other, you know... Dark side user. Dark side user that I've also trained, and you got to prove to me you're strong enough and not them. And it repeats itself over and over again. And like they'll be like Vader's, like maybe I'll maybe I'll rebel against you. Maybe I'll try to be the Emperor. And then he fails, right? But then the Emperor's like, "Good initiative, Darth Vader. You're really strong. You're really evil. I like that about you. <laughs> I'll keep you on the team." Keep going, yeah, that's what we like to see. Because that's what it's all about, right? You want. I guess the whole point of being a Sith is that you want your apprentice, as much as you don't want it, you also want your apprentice to you be strong enough you. to beat you because you that get means the rule you did. Because that's that's how you that's how the order keeps being strong. Good old Darth Bane and his 
If you can never train anyone strong enough to beat you, then you kind of suck ass. Lo- yeah, you're not actually moving the goal forward here. You're not you're not carrying on for the be- cause. You're not being a team player. You're not being a team player. It's and not about right, you. The one thing that sits are for it's selfless <laughs> and working towards a greater good. That's right. That's right. So I just wanted to real quick here at the end talk about some of the reactions to Qui Gon Jinn being a Force Ghost because as much as we were excited about it and calling it since get go, um, people were upset. Oh my god! But what they, they believe to be a break in canon, right? And this is the thing. There's nothing I love more than someone being confident about something breaking canon when they're actually wrong and it doesn't break the canon because... They didn't read the canon materials. You know, if there's one thing I have in life, it's that I know a lot about Star Wars. And so I'm, I'm capable of dismantling some of these arguments. And I got a good one and on here. God bless you for it. That's, I mean, again, if I got anything... Um, Someone's got to do it. Yeah, exactly. There's been a lot of stuff of like... Uh, someone said, it's just a random, but he's like, oh, maybe they should talk about said retcons then instead of just throwing shit out the window with no explanation. Because people are running with the idea that Qui-Gon never f- finishes his training, right? Which is true. That's why he can't appear in, like, say, Return of the, uh, Revenge of the Sith or anything necessarily. But, like we've talked about, the explanation is that he learns while he's a Force Ghost and he kind of progresses. And then he's able to eventually manifest. And it takes him longer, right? Whereas you have, you know, Obi-Wan, Yoda, so on and so forth, Luke, who are able to manifest immediately after they die right they practiced because they they practiced beforehand and they knew what they had to do whatever that is i mean it's kind of all like metaphysical we don't know what that explicitly is but unlike that yes he didn't he was like halfway through and so he's kind of pieced it out after the fact and finished and that's why he can appear and as i've talked about multiple times he does so in a canon book so no no worry there no worry about it he has appeared at, and again, obviously, if you want to argue the exact date and times of it is like, well, he can appear in, from a certain point of view, can he appear, when was he, but like, no, he can. We know at some point in the timeline, he's able to physically manifest, and he does it here, so. Bing, no, bing, boom. No problem. No lore broken. You're actually wrong, Bozo. Don't even worry about it. Take this L. This little Fortnite dance on you. Exactly. So, one of the last things I want to mention, all of our predictions, right? A lot of them seem to come true, some form or fashion, right? Yeah. Qui-Gon. You know, Inquisitor stuff, Reva dying or or turning good, good, so on and so forth. Vader fucking off. Yeah, yep, yeah. But there's one big thing, Jack, that I think that we called out in the beginning didn't happen, unfortunately. What happened? No Inquisitor helicopters. No. I think this for that reason, sucks. I hate this show. I think negative three out of ten. Negative five out of ten at least. Right. Negative ten out of ten. Take this L, Deborah Chow. I'm gonna do a Fortnite dance. No, I'm just kidding. Good on you. You guys did great. Bloom, honestly, it really did exceed my expectations. Very pleased with this. It really earned its place because we were kind of like, do they need to do this again? But I think the more I've really sat with it, it's like, I honestly think this was almost necessary, right? I think some of the stuff in A New Hope, some of the dialogue that I was worried about contradicting on closer inspection is enhanced. You actually almost need this to explain some of it because, yeah, some of the whole like Obi-Wan once thought as you do. That's a big one, right? For, that's from um, Revenge, uh, Return of the Jedi, but still. You said Revenge of the Jedi. I, yeah. That's that's wrong. That's almost though. especially that line in a uh, new uh, new hope when Obi Wan says, "You know this old, this movie was almost called Blue Harvest." <laughs> it's not true. It wasn't that movie. That's a quote. They they do it wrong, Jack. I think they do it on purpose to upset people like me who who are big enough nerds to know. I didn't. The know. problem is that Return of the Jedi was Blue Harvest. Star Wars wasn't Blue Harvest. The whole point was okay. Ready. The whole point was they had to hide the production because it was so popular and like such a big spoilers. No, people would charge them more. That's oh. the big thing. They, if they hear, oh, they're coming to film Star Wars 3 here, well, they should charge them out the wazoo. But they wouldn't do that on the first Star Wars movie because no one gave a shit. You know what it was. The people making that movie thought it was going to be shit. 
So that's not no. They didn't call the Star Wars in nine in seventy six or seventy seven whenever they made that. They didn't call that Blue Harvest. They called Jedi Blue Harvest because at that point it was such an established thing that they would get charged. That's I, mean, I don't know. They repeat it now. See, it's great that you told me all this. Fools. I'm gonna cut it all out. And no, edit. no, no. But yeah, and stuff like um, you know, when we left you with a blurner and blah blah blah, shit like that. Oh, there, I'm the master. Yeah, I'm there is some lines there where it's like. I think that actually does work better with this con- added context more so than it did from the end of episode three. Which is good. I think it's all good. I think yeah. it's great stuff. And I think we did need that extra piece of like, I think it does make sense that we have this filled in this gap of uh, Obi-Wan learning that Anakin lived and how he reacted to that. Because yeah, that also doesn't make sense. Otherwise, there's just like this nebulous part in the timeline where Obi-Wan was like, huh, he is alive, huh? Oh, I guess he's more machine than man, twisted and evil, probably. Probably, I, I would, I would think. <laughs> I mean, I haven't met him, but <laughs> I haven't seen him in a hot minute. Been a Last year. I saw him, I thought he was literally deceased. But I, I guess he's, in lava. I, I'll assume. So, like, it. I think a lot of it does work, and it's it works very, very well as the whole cohesive unit with the prequels and the originals and everything, and even the sequels. There's some sequel stuff in there that like we talked about. I I don't know how intentional it is, but like, I think it works a lot better now that Princess Leia would have named her daughter or her son your daughter her son ben right like, that works and again the all that stuff and again the whole like ben kenobi like she recognizes him she knows who he is that only works because of this like uh, yeah. some stuff there no I, i'll show you this everybody's showing me yeah that's kind of it it's um in um a new hope right when Obi-Wan looks over and sees luke and then he gets a little smirk and then he lets vader get him right because he's like all right well i'm my job's done they, they gotta escape but he knows he has to like sacrifice himself to distract vader well you know the whole thing yeah but Obviously, in that frame, Blaze there too, so and so like other. that's yeah, and so obviously at the time it was just like oh I see Luke and we're good, but I think it, you could argue it's got the extra white now. He's like ah the two of them together they're reunited, things are gonna work out all right. I've know? done my job. I've done my job. You know, sad as it is, I'm ready to head out. We'll see you around, fellas. The two of them, they're you know if they're together, then they can pull it off, and we're gonna have we're gonna be all right. I think it's good. Great okay. show, man. Absolutely loved it. If you Great couldn't show. tell, we've, got, we've we've gone on for quite a while. Quite a while, and let's not go on for too much longer. No, I think I think that we're, we're ready to act attack on out. So I act attack out of this into another good show, The Boys, episode six. Also a good show, Hero Gasm. That's right. This <laughs> this episode was aggressively marketed all week as the Hero Gasm, and um, I did not know about all this marketing, and then I went, oh wow, <laughs> oh yeah. And then, well, had- Jack, would you say it delivered upon the promise of a Hero Gasm? Zam, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's keeping up that... Uh, in one word, I would describe it as Zam. It's keeping up the, the, the tone, which is this just zany, like, mishmash of everything. It's good. Got That's some good. heart. It Got really a guy does. with the big dick. I don't know how they do it. They they really balance it in, like, a believable way. Oh, yeah. But so, um, that's basically the gist of it. So, coming off the heels of the last one, Soldier Boy's like, I hate all my teammates. I'm going to kill them all. Where's and the Oriental sauce? <laughs> he's just racist. He's horrible. He's a... And he's, he's, big, he's left behind. He's a big Bill Cosby guy. <laughs> Little stuff like that's fun, huh? He was horrified at this prospect. He's just the worst, man. He's just, I mean, he's really not. Here's the thing: is like he's almost pre- he's pretty awful. Okay, don't get me wrong. Don't don't go clipping this into any context here. All right, no one cares enough to clip us yet. Good, good. He is horrible, but he is almost horrible more so in just like a the way you're like Uncle's your great horrible. granddad's horrible. That's true. In less so of like the. I mean, Home he's got some. Horrible. He's got some problems with him. Clearly, with his old. He's probably got some PTSD and his whole like not being able to control his thing, but. Yeah, he's less, like, I would argue that he's a little bit less horrible than Homelander, who's just, like, actually psychotic. Like yeah, a it's a little just more, yeah, exactly. It's just a little more of, like, uh, he's from a different time. Because he is, right? I mean, he's, he's like, a hundred or whatever, so. Yeah. He had, he, he had sex with Stormfront when she was 
liberty. Oh my god, that was good, huh? Was I would have thought detail. he was going to be like, she's a Nazi. He'd be like, what? A Nazi? You would think he wouldn't be on board for that, surely. Surely, right? You would... tell him that the, the Nazis, he wouldn't be. He fought the Nazis. He did He did D-Day when he was on meth or whatever, he says. Yeah. Great. We were plugged into their minds. So, like, yeah. As bad as he is, I do think that's kind of fun, is, like, the different angle of it. Again, he's not just a psychotic maniac. He's kind of a, just a little bit, there's a little bit of that. Just, like, left behind of, like, well, back when I was, we called them Orientals. And it's like, he can't. You can't do that. No, we don't call them. There's a lot of good reasons. Why would they get rid of the sauce? <laughs> well, for very good, many good reasons. <laughs> many, many good reasons. But they're just doing the team up. I was kind of surprised to see, like, oh no, they are just working together. They're just in a motel, just hanging out. Huey and and like he's very radioactive. Yeah, I don't. That's gotta I mean, be that's clearly the point of this season is to like show how they're they're really losing it. And like you know, the first two seasons, there's that whole thing of like Huey's your canary, right? He's keeping you on the straight and narrow, and like from going too far. But when Huey also like leaps off the wagon with you and he's part of it then they clearly have nothing and they're just aimless yeah they're just like going way too far probably and obviously teaming up with a dude like this is too far doing their drugs no good right no that's where we're at and then it leads him to the his um former teammates the tnt twins they're they're hosting this this annual hero guess this and it's just and it's kind of horrible and uh both mother's milk and butcher separately go frenchy's gonna be so sad that he missed this he <laughs> wanted to funny, go right he wanted to go so bad frenchy having a much worse time we'll get to that frenchy's not doing shit he's kind of disappointing me this season i gotta be honest i mean it's nothing it's not his fault yeah he's I, actually not real it's the writers that you i think are taking umbrage with you'll find no it's him <laughs> I'll find no, Frenchie. Oh, actually, let's start with this, though. Oh, this is very More funny. satire, right? Uh, again, they're, they, they're just... How do I do it all? This show's, this show's so much fun, man. I love it. With all, like, the the crazy, raunchy, like, horrible superhero, superpower-enhanced sex stuff. And then the... the again, I say I said it, like, 30 times last week, but the genuinely good satire. And then, again, there's, there's still some heart and, like, meaningful character beats within the actual narrative of this show. It's great. I think this is fun. We get Pat Nas. We get Kamel Nagiani. Well, I was surprised by how many people kept coming. Like, actual real people yeah. doing the... Dutch Gad. Dutch Gad. Um, the Mila Kunis. Kunis and, and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, both of them. Rose Byrne comes up later. That's Elizabeth Banks. And I was like, I kind of... I feel like I detected a bit of a pattern. I was like, I think these are all just Seth Rogen's friends. Because <laughs> he's been in a lot of movies with a lot of these people. I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly. But, you know, he's a producer on this. That's, um... What's she called? She's an archer. And then Black Noir. And he just holds up the cue cards. It's fun, huh? I like, I like the Black Noir stuff. But, like, that's... That's fun. Like I said, I, th- I feel like, I mean, again, maybe that's just my limited understanding of it, but they're in a lot of movies together. And Seth Rogen's obviously the whole, he's a producer on this and everything. And there's a, a big creative force behind this. Is Aisha Tyler. That's her name. But yeah, that's fun, eh? That's, that's your that's your bit of a satire for this week. Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, like, so I guess do so the Frenchie stuff. Carrying off of last week, she's like, where'd you go, Frenchie? Is it because I kissed you? Which is obviously not the case. We were talking about this before the show because, like, He's the one who's been, like, head over heels in love with her the whole show. For kind of no reason. Yeah. I don't know. She's alluring and mysterious. She I just, guess. She just, he just really loves the way she'll rip a man's throat out, you know? I mean, you gotta respect I mean, girl. you get you a woman who can do both, right? Love to see a girl boss win. <laughs> exactly. Frenchie's clearly, clearly has no problem with that. But it's not because of that. It's because he's been strung up by his ex. He's, he's in bike locks to a do- uh, pipe. What's wrong with her? Why is she so mean? <laughs> she's a fucking Russian mob member. But, like, what did he do? She was, she's, he didn't do the thing she wanted. He, I guess he didn't do that um that hit that she asked him for last yeah. week, and so she's just like, "I'll kill you. I'll just kill you. It's no good. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do and that." And she keeps she keeps going back to that whole thing of like, "Ah, Frenchie here. What, what, is, what does she call him? 
whatever the stupid Russian name she gives she gives, and she's like, he's just he's just a dog. He needs a master to lead him around. And it's like he's a human being. That's a man. Stop that. Stop that. Come on. <laughs> Look at all these scars he got. He loves fighting. Does he love it or did he? I mean, he did it, but that's not. Those aren't the same thing, are they? Those are never the same thing. So you know, I, that was interesting. And well, that there's that whole moment of like, is it the was it the power? Did the power make me evil, or did I corrupt the power? Like, oh, because oh. she like even without her power, jabs the shit out of that man, stabbed him like forty with times, that big nail, and like. I feel like it's not a big problem. They were trying to kill you guys, right? Yeah. Like, you That's self-defense. I mean, I mean, it's self- I mean, she stabbed him a bunch, to be fair. But like, maybe she stabbed him excessively. We all make, hey, we all make mistakes in the heat of passion, Jimbo. That's right, you know? So, I don't know. But that's a, it's a good moment they have where, because she's like, oh, I thought it was the V, but it's just me. And I'm, I, but it's just me. It's just in me. I'm the monster. But you, you, no, don't listen to what she said. And it's like, you know, it's quite a moment of, for the time being, at least she can't. She can't see, like, the, it goes both ways there. She can't see the hypocrisy of that. Of Like, no, Kimiko, it's not you either. Like, none of you are just, none of us are, you know, just our actions, right? Yeah. No, they You're not always defined by the things you've done. You she, can always move past it. So. Did she get her powers back, you think? Gosh, I don't know. Like, clearly she's still showing that she's got a little little spunk in her, right? Yeah. Again, she'll stab I, him I, in a bunch. I really thought she was going to in this fight. But, well, I kind of thought that's where it was going. When she gets shot a bunch... But it just doesn't, I guess it just, yeah. that a body absorber, I hate that. I hate movies when a man's body, like, it's not how bullets didn't work, like, but that's didn't fine. Didn't penetrate. <laughs> well, yeah, they'd or... get some, most of those will get through. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a man. It's just a man. Those are bullets. Especially when you've shot him 30 times already. You really unloaded on that guy. Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh, this is the answer. Like, she, because it seems like she's dead for a second, and then she just gets up, and I was like, oh, it's because she, her powers? But no, that doesn't, I don't know. It's she's whatever. fake dead. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. She's got it, right? Like, again good as she is like um and she's still got the the that again that fire in her uh she doesn't have a lot of skills beyond that no like if she doesn't have the superpowers then she's not very useful to them and i guess unless they really go the route of like they leave the team at the end of the season i don't know i feel like she's got to get them back right i would hope so but also it's if again if only to like so that we can understand how his powers work because at this point, it really does seem like it's permanent. So if they really get Homelander with one of those zaps at some point, then he's donezo, I suppose. Yeah, he's just a regular man. Which is why I feel like we said last week, he's going to... I feel like he's going to have to die before he can beat Homelander, because otherwise it's too easy. Or defect or do something. It's something like that. It's too convenient otherwise if they are just if they just have that... Because they, they just got to get him once. You know, that's all it'll take. Yeah. Or he has to lose the power or something. Or Homelander has to... Something has to happen. Like, um, it, like you know how plot is? Something yeah, has to exactly. happen. Yeah, exactly. Some some plot has some contrivance has to go down, but so we all everyone except for Fringy and that plot um, sooner or later all convene at the the hero gasm. So we got Billy and Huey and Soldier Boy who are like they're just happy to let him kill those guys again. I guess because they're just like well we don't like soups anyways, and and Billy's all like you know you all need to be exterminated because I'm kind of crazy racist. on this. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of super racist for. Again, he's really going too far, which is obviously the point. But again, it's the problem that is like Huey is on board with it, right? These two people who are mostly not bothering anyone, right? They, you know, as we come to learn, they don't even use their powers. They haven't used them in it forever. Like, yeah, they're doing weird sex stuff. But I mean, come on. Well, I guess the problem with it is, like MM calls out, it's not just a bunch of consenting soups. They like bring in like non-soup sex workers and stuff, and they're not cool to them. So like that's, I guess that's the problem, obviously. So. Actually, you know, good on him. I guess you should blast them with your big chest ray. No, and then probably gets not there, covered right? in bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're all they and all have some hijinks. He teleports on in there and he's appropriately dressed, even though he loses all his clothes because it's the hero gasm, so it works. Yeah. He was zipping around. 
But then... Confronts A-Train? A-Train's there, and you're like, well, why is A-Train here, right? And A-Train's there. Again, it's everyone's... everyone's It's a real meeting of the, the cast Lines. here. So A-Train's there. It turns out to get Blue Hawk. And actually Starlight's there with MM. And they they all have, like, cross interactions. And actually, the Deep is there. With, with, with the A-Train thing. Yeah, actually, yeah. before that, Ashley really calls him out. He's like, yeah, I, yeah, want, yeah. I want Blue Hawk for my brother. He's like, here's the thing, dickhead. You've killed three people. Like, just straight up murdered people. And your own girlfriend. So, I don't really want to hear it, actually. Get the hell out of here. And he gets them. She gets them good. I mean, that's... Yeah. You can't really argue with that, can you? No, because the, fir- the first scene of this show is him murdering Huey's girlfriend. Again, for no reason, as it turns out, just because he was high. Well, and that's what that's what they come to blows over again, right? Yeah. And now that Huey's all souped up, he's he, like, he let's gets, go. He smacks him hard. He's like, He gets him, and he's like, how'd you do that? Which, I guess, again, just goes to, like... I mean, we, we definitely get further confirmation of that later on, but, like, yeah... Just everyone in the boys, just, you get general, like, super strength. Yeah. Because Huey's main thing is his, the teleporty bit, but he also just has super strength, because why you, not? He punched <laughs> through that man, remember? Yeah. Oh, that's true. He just literally punched through them. It's a very good point. But yeah, because he's like, why'd you do that? What's going on? Right? And, like, if they had come to blows, Huey probably would have won, because A-Train is, is he's not working, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he runs, at the end. he gets Bluehawk, and he just kills him. And I know. Probably I was waiting, guys. but it's fine, Jack. Yeah, skip right to that. What do we think of that? Uh, he got his justice? Question mark. Is that right. justice? What do we think? Well, Blue Hawk was kind of a dickhead. He was pretty horrible. And um, for his revenge, he gets immediate comeuppance. So I think it works. That's actually it. a very good point. That's a very good point. Heart, he has probably dies from a heart attack. He he's in a bad way at the end of this. So he he does get pretty much immediate karma for his his uh, potentially unjust action. I mean, yeah, Blue Hawk's like definitely a piece of shit, as we can as we've learned. And he does paralyze his brother. But, like, you're right. Ashley gets some pretty good. like, listen, just because this thing has, like, directly affected you, this is the first time you've decided to have, like, a uh, conscience <laughs> about any of this stuff. because yeah, I've had to personally cover up, like, three of your actual Three murders. actual murders. Like, yes, your brother's paralyzed and that sucks. But now we're all about justice? Because justice would have been, you'd have been in prison a long time ago for, yeah, again, actually murdering people. So, I don't know. Again, I, you know, we've talked before, like, this show's a pretty nuanced portrayal of its quote-unquote like villains antagonists whatever you call them and i, I think this fits into that it's like he's true he's trying to grow and improve a little bit and maybe but he's also you know it's it's a little bit of like gotta answer for the past yeah exactly you can't and the, other, the thing about him his role and like his his arc in this season in particular is like yeah it's not so easy to just paper over that like it's cool that you want to get better and like you want to improve but like sometimes that's not enough you can't just be like actually i'm cool now great guys we all agree like i'm Again, like his whole thing with, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna discover my culture, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna support the movement, and so it's like, no, people can tell that that's transparent and yeah, not real. Fake. So, well, we'll see where he goes. I don't think he's actually dead, do you? No, I don't. I mean, get to our, at least, yeah. No, no. So maybe his full like kind of comeuppance will be like he'll help them at the end. Actually, I think he'll, but I think he'll get his speed back. Think he'll be able to run again. I don't know. He's got to right. Otherwise, what's he? I mean, at some point, right? Kind of like a Kimiko thing. What's he gonna do otherwise? Yeah, sticker. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Because if he's he's not much use to anybody, if he's not I mean, it's for better or worse, I mean that's says you just don't run anymore. Right. I mean, this is the show, right? Like, what's he gonna do? Uh, yeah. At this point, he's just kind of like in the seven, as uh, again most of them are, which is to say, not actually doing any superhero shit. Because why would you need to? Because mm-hmm. they're just PR. But yeah, he's got to something's got to give there, right? Yeah. Otherwise, what's he sticking around for? Uh, so we also kind of jumped ahead on the satellite front. Is that the congresswoman? Shows up and is like, "Oh, that's true." Hey, well, I think she goes on a talk show with Homelander and Starlight, the Congresswoman. 
and who's Vicky. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, why don't we team up? And then she's like, you know what? I don't want to. Fuck both of you. Fuck everything. I hate you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay. And then she kind of makes her nose bleed to show, I can kill you right now and it doesn't even matter. See Mm -hmm. you later. It's like, "Mm, what's going to happen here? Well, she basically, she she lets them know that she knows that they they know. know. He's... She's like, good old, you, I know you know that I know that you know yeah, that yeah, I know. Exactly. Okay. Like, are you scared I'm going to pop your head? And she's like, what? What, what, cool. I, what you do you can do? You, you, that, that was you. Oh, my God. But yeah, so the cat's out of the bag on that one. They don't have the element of surprise on that front any longer, but <laughs> is what it is. So yeah, well, what, what, what do we think that's going to play out as? Is she going to die? Maybe she'll be their big, well, again, super, the soldier boy, I don't know. There's a couple of heads that could roll by the end of the season, I think. That's true. I think it's possible that soldier boy gets the congresswoman. Maybe they get each other. That'd be good. And there's no blood on any of the good guys' hands. We just have a couple of dumbasses beat each other up. Yeah, kill each other. <laughs> that would work, probably. Yeah, probably. Or maybe maybe she'll be the only one because, like, again, like she shows. You know, Starlight's shown to be one of the stronger contenders in this in this whole thing. And yeah, you know, it's pretty much implied that she could kill Starlight. And you know, there's that moment we we never see it play out. But he's when uh, Homelander's like, "Oh, you want to try it on me?" So maybe she'll be their secret weapon against Soldier Boy because he's gonna definitely be tough. Tough not to crack, right? Yeah. When it comes, when it inevitably comes to that, so yeah, maybe maybe that that will be the moment of like they gotta get each other. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but then the culmination of the whole of the whole hero gasm <laughs> plot is that Huey's like, you gotta get out of here. I'm not letting you stay here. And she's like, how about no? Because I'm a superhero too. And he's like, I want to protect you. And then they have this, they just directly come out and say, right, uh, where he's like, you know what? I don't I don't like that you're the one always protecting me, right? Because he says, and again, like she directly says that, you know, they they're they're plugging their their plot hole here but she's like in our first date you said you didn't care and he's like well sometimes i do which i think is like fair kind of makes sense right i don't think he's like horrible for saying that you know i feel like it makes sense that you there you want to be like some measure of balance right like give and take in a relationship mm-hmm. and it would probably be a little hard to deal with if you felt like you you weren't contributing anything on that front you just feel like you're always in the way yeah you want to help so i i can kind of see it from that perspective i don't think he's like horrible for this necessarily he's kind of going a bit he's again he's far. definitely going too far he's definitely in a bad way right now and he's not in his right mind probably but you know i don't know i think there's still i think they still could potentially work that all out probably yeah. right i don't think he's like all irredeemable right. i've surprised i'm honestly there's a couple parts in the season where i'm like they're just gonna they can break up yeah i don't know but i've kind have. of already done that like twice yeah. <laughs> so i don't know if that'd be yeah interesting right do it right. again but uh, we'll see i guess maybe it'll be like a, they'll break up and then so then they can get back together next season kind of thing you know one of yeah, those i don't know we'll have, we'll have to see letter has a quick little golem moment yeah he's talking to himself yeah. he's, he's really just crazy off the freaking rails this season He's like this season. He does this is the, this is like the progression. He's like he does all his ranting to um whatever her name is in the first season. Um, no Madeline. Yeah, yeah, and then in the second season, it's fake Madeline who is the shape changer, shape changer guy who then eventually shapeshifts into himself and, and he's, he's talking to himself. And now he's just talking to himself in the mirror in his in his mind palace. <laughs> so he's just really off his rocker. He's just he's just devolving. I think, which is kind of fun. Yeah, and then that's that's what. That's the culmination, right? It's like everyone converges when Superboy or Soldier Boy rolls up, and they just do a big fight, kind of. Yeah, Soldier Boy fights Homelander. Homelander zaps Billy. He's like Billy. Well, I guess very first, he's MM is like, "I'm gonna get you," and he rolls the gas over, and he's like, "This gas doesn't do anything to me anymore." You, you goof. I don't work like that any longer. Yeah. And uh, but then he's like, "Yeah, don't beat up my friend MM. He'll be all right." But then MM and Billy have a fight, which isn't again much of a fight because he's on his compound V, so he's just like super strong, but. 
they're really the boys are really fracturing here. Yeah. It's like a team, which is upsetting. It's they're they're you know they're better together. They're you know? the boys. They're the boys. You, gotta, you can't bring up the boys. Saturdays are for the boys, Jake. Come on. But in real sense, Fridays, I guess. Yeah, it's Fridays. Well, Fridays are definitely for the boys on Amazon Prime. That is plug. Um, and then he gets up in there and he does the same thing again, where he's like, "I'm gonna kill the twins," but his powers are—he has no control and he just blows up the whole freaking house. That's no good, right? Nope, because a bunch of people. And that's when you're like, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> like, regardless of what those twins did to him, and like, oh, if they're responsible for him going to the Russians or whatever, so on and so forth. You can't you kill those people. Can't kill all those other people for no reason. And again, they like they probably suck or whatever, but like they die level of suck, probably not. No, probably so not. again. Huey and Billy have gone too far here. That's no good. You can't be doing that. Mm. And then it culminates in a big fight, eh? They, they punch around. And even with three of them all powered up trying to fight them, even with Billy having, like, laser powers, kind of like Homelander, they still don't beat them, which... No. I guess you need to... They f- get close. Yeah. But then they just do that cla- the classic move, just run away real quick, which is when you can fly is, is effective. You know, Stormfront does the same thing at one point last season when they're kicking the shit out of her, and yeah. it looks like, oh, she's got no... No chance here. But then she just, if you zip off real quick, there's nothing they can do. Because none of them could fly. So he's got that over them, right? Mm, for sure. But yeah, they get close. I mean, it really seems to suggest that if the three of them did it again, and then you get, I don't know, even just one other person in there, surely, right? Be that, I don't know, whoever, Starlight or Kimiko or with potential powers back, anybody. Just one more of them hopped up on the V, you could get him, it feels like. Um, oh, yeah. But again, I don't think, I don't think that's happening this season, right? Mm-mm. As easy as it would be. And I, I, I almost let myself hope for a second in this episode. I was like, are they going to zap him with the thing and get his power? But no, he gets away. But I thought so, too. We'll have to see. Again, I think I think the, the real culmination of the season is just going to be like, ah, now we got to get rid of Soldier Boy. This isn't working. You <laughs> you know, enemy of my enemy with my friend thing isn't working in this scenario because this guy's horrible and he's killing a bunch of people. Yeah, with his big old chest laser. You, you become the very thing you swear to destroy, right? Yeah, big that's, chest that's laser. That's what they're doing. They're really having those moments, aren't they? Absolutely. Butcher's whole thing is I hate the soups more than anything for being soups, and you're just doing it? That's not. Come on. It's got to level the, level the playing field. Nah, you do it. It's gone too far, man. He's no, really lost his way. Absolutely too far. And then, um, what we got? And he quits. Yeah, yeah. Before the last thing happens. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Starlight, and and then records Starlight going on Instagram Live to be like, you know what? I'm just going to say it all. Homelander sucks. He's horrible and kind of evil. Vault sucks. This wasn't the supervillain. The supervillain is... Soldier, Soldier Boy. Boy and trying to cover it up and he's horrible and they're all horrible and I quit. So that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Which is kinda I feel like it's been sort of a long time coming, really, right? Season two, the whole premise was like, well, I can do it from the I can help from the inside, I'll be your man on the inside. And then this first season the first half of this season here was like, Oh, well, I'm in charge of the the I'm one of the main, you know, co captains of the seven, so I can really affect some change, actually. I can really try to change things from the inside. But then when when that all went tits up and they, they killed or not killed them, but they whatever. Get rid of Stan, Edgar, and then Homelander's just running fully the whole, you know, every element of it, and she lost all of her, all of that bargaining uh, power there. It kind of makes sense, like she can't just stick around, keep up with it, right? Yeah, no. some got to give there, so she's heading out. Um, and I don't know, it probably won't go super well for her. There's probably going to be some pushback from some certain individuals on that one, but definitely think so. Yeah. Certain lander of some kind. Yeah, probably, probably. Also, I love. I do like the part. It's playing right now where home, uh, not where Soda Boy's like, "I'm a good guy." And I was like, "He's about to do the worst thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life." I know he is. It's the boys. Yeah, I mean, he definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't do some great stuff later on. Again, I mean, it, I guess it's unintentional, quote unquote. But still, he's PTSD he kids people, man. Because that Russian pop. Yeah, that's no good. You can't kill a bunch of people. No reason. Just for fun. It's horrible. It's really upsetting. 
It's pretty graphic. Like, they really care that even there's just people and they're, they're screaming and whatnot. Covered blood. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought when A-Train got a hold of the Blue Hawk there, I thought it was, like, going to be a... He was going to, like, oh, I, I'll do it to somehow, you know, make it seem like it was a part of this whole thing. Because I feel like it'd be easy enough. you just, like, smack him real hard, hard on, like, a rock or something. Yeah. His head, like, oh, gosh, he died in the cave. Holy crap. But, no, he just grabs him and, like, runs with him for, like, two miles, dragging him on the on the ground. That's not going to work. <laughs> They're going to know. They're going to know train. You. That's very obvious. Especially because you, you fell unconscious directly next to his body. So that's really, that's, that's pretty straightforward. That's pretty damning evidence. You're like, yeah. I ran all the way here, but I was so tired. I took a quick nap before I told you guys. I, I Someone else grabbed him and ran really quick with him and, forever. And pulled it right to my favorite napping spot on the road. <laughs> and I chased him. And I chased him all the way, but I got so tired I just <laughs> fell over. He's, but he kept going. He's gone, man. You gotta He's find gone. him. You'll never find him. There's no footprints, though. He's too quick. Not honest with me, though. So, it's kind of where it wraps up again, right? Yeah. Where, where the, the boys are, again, on a rough standing. Kimiko and Frenchie are off on their own thing. They're they're having some... They're, they're dealing with their feels. And then Starlight and MM are kind of a pair for the moment, trying to trying to figure shit out. Yeah. But you're in... Here we are still content to hang out with fucking Super Bowl, which is no good, but... The worst soup around. We're going to see. Yeah, one of the worst. The original worst soup. And that's... It's bad. Some Again, something's got to be here. I hope... I hope this isn't an Empire Strikes Back type ending, but I, I don't know. There's only two episodes left. It wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, we're three, the third season in, right? We can't have, like, a... I don't think they've won once this whole time. Every season... They kind of won last season, but they're right. Like, they get, they get kind of half victories. That's they get, you... like, half of what yeah. they they were going for mm-hmm. in any particular season. Is like still backfires. Exactly. Like, you know, season two, we're going to disrupt... We're going to destroy all of Vault. We're going to beat Homeland, we're going to get all of it. They don't do that. They get Stormfront. Right, they they get that whole they deal that blow to them, but they don't get all of it, and that's that. Yeah, that's kind of the the tale that keeps repeating. And I feel like I don't know. We said this last week, right? Like I don't know if you can do that until you get Storm or Homeland. I feel like that's going to be the culmination of it all. So yeah. he's just regardless of if you dismantle the whole system system around it, that will be great and all. But like as he's sh- said and shown, is like well. Homelander can just kill a bunch of people if he wants, though, ultimately. Like, none of that shit really matters because he's pretty much unstoppable and is crazy enough to just do some mass murder just because, so. And then everyone will just follow, everyone else will just follow him because they're afraid or believe in him and want power. Yeah, exactly, so. But yeah, good, good stuff. Great great season so far, man. It's been very good. I think so. This show is one of my favorites of what I've gotten into recently. And very recently, very recently. Yeah, man. It's almost like someone's been saying it's been good for years. If I had a fucking nickel for every time you said that. After you could have been what? You could have been enjoying it. You could have enjoyed it leisurely but at your own pace, week to week. I instead enjoyed of... it. Le- I didn't know. I didn't mind binging yeah, I it. you didn't like it. You say that. I enjoyed it. That's not it. what you told me. That's No, I said that about Westworld. Well, the problem is you had to do both at once. No, I liked it. Who's the... to say... Wh- no, I say, no, hold on. I remember telling you specifically that I liked watching The Boys, and I almost watched season two or after season one, but then I had to watch Westworld, a show I, I definitely didn't like. And because I'm talking about this, let's act attack into Westworld season three, a season that you didn't even like. Aw, that's per- that's maybe a little too strong of a term for it, because well, I'm enjoying, I enjoy this show, obviously. And I gotta be a counterpoint to you, if nothing else. But, yeah, yes, um, I told, I warned you going in. Was I, was I right? Would you agree? Weakest right. season? <laughs> so I warned you going in. Would you agree? After yeah. after seeing it all, it's it is the weakest of the season. It definitely is. I was kind of wondering, hoping little, just because I thought it'd be neat that maybe because you didn't like the first two seasons as much as me, that maybe this change of pace would actually you'd enjoy that. But that's that wasn't the case. Not even close. Oh, okay. Come on, you like some of it? You didn't like any of it? I like some of it. All right, so basically, let's just get into it. We, I don't think we're gonna go as in depth because it's I would say it's a less in depth season. Yeah, some of the plots and so stories. So ba- the, the, the largest plot point is Dolores teaming up with this uh, human guy played by Aaron Paul named Caleb to dismantle 
insight and their AI Rehoboam. Rehoboam. Well, so we pick up where it lives off, right? Yeah. Of the end of season two, Dolores is in the world, and and the other host characters are variously there. Well, so okay, we, we you know first two seasons we said, and I would say it continues through here. The main characters of this show, Dolores, right? Bernard, Maeve, William. Stubbs. No. (laughs) He's there. He's along for the ride, but not one of the main ones. Poor Stubbs. And they all variously, you know, some way or another show up. Well, everyone except Maeve, we knew they were on the mainland, in the world, like, figuring it out, right? Um, And then Maeve, we we get introduced to, like, it's episode two of this season. But, yeah, we knew Dolores was, she's like, I'm going to dismantle your whole world. I'm going to take it from me, right? I'm going to, you know, our kind. Her whole thing last season was... This world isn't real. The the valley beyond's not real. None of it's real because you made it, and it's f- you know it's fake. Just like the the park, it's just this. It's just another gilded cage to keep us in. I want your world, the real world. It's the only world that matters. And so it's me. I'm taking it right. And um, that's kind of seems to be her idea for most of the season, right? And we kind of learned that maybe it wasn't quite that cut and dry. But yeah, her whole thing is she's got to the mainland, and it turns out that um the the main like world that. The, the again the quote unquote the real world in Westworld is also kind of fucked up too, right? So yeah. it's obviously taking place in the distant or whatever near distant whatever middle middle ground future <laughs> of that Westworld's been in, which is like the twenty fifties or so, sixties, something yeah. like that. Maybe I'll bring up the time I actually were talking. And yeah, we're introduced to the Insight. So you want to you know that? Yeah. So Insight. Uh, was a company that had a bunch of data before their privacy laws, like a peak of getting everyone's data, and they s- put it into a big robot, a bunch of big robot AIs, to predict the future and plan out so the world wouldn't die. And in doing so, it kind of makes self-fulfilling prophecies, and they get rid of people that are variables. So They like, identify people who are like who outliers in the program. They get rid of them. They either, use, they either use them to kill all the other ones, they get all the really violent ones and use them to kill all the ones that aren't as violent, and then once those guys are dealt with, they put, they literally put them on ice. They like cryo freeze the shit out of them, and they just kind of leave them there. And Caleb, uh, played by Aaron Paul, is one of these outliers. Dolores finds him, I think, because well, at first because he's an outlier, because he's like a blank spot and unpredictable, because he and he, because the uh, um, system it predicted him to commit suicide. And he's like, she's like, see, they're gonna commit suicide, but everybody thinks they're gonna commit suicide, so they're not gonna take a chance on you and so in therein lies our fulfilled prophecy they yeah. make a prophecy and they self-fulfill it they um yeah because they think you're going to kill yourself and you're prone to this behavior they have not approved you approved you because again it turns out that like well it's not uh, opaque right like people don't know this it turns out this has been control truly been controlling all the aspects of their life of like it decides if you can have children or not or what jobs you can have and again it's like behind the scenes you can't tell right like we see earlier in this season that Caleb's applying for a job, like a new job, to do something other than just be a construction worker because he thinks he's capable of doing so. And he's just not having any luck there. And it turns out it's because this whole, whatever it is, I mean, it's not super clear and they don't get the, you know, specifics of how it all works, right? Like in conjunction with, I don't know, like the government and the companies and how it, but basically the idea is just like somehow it's all this automated computerized system wherein you don't get to control anything and, and all this shit is predestined for you and and picked out and your lot in life is basically decided before you have a chance to yeah actually affect it right including that like he's not because they think he's going to kill himself they're like ah you're only good for manual labor you can be like in the military as cannon fodder or you can be a construction or whatever but we're not going to let you do anything else and then yeah 
like like the whole point is that Dolores says like yeah this this is going to cause that because no one yeah is going to put in any work to like make sure you have a decent life or anything eventually you are just going to give into the like the horror of it all and yeah take your own life kind of thing and it seems to be a repeated thing like i don't know it's it's just used i guess because i guess like predicting predicting suicide is easier than predicting like something more random like something happening to you i guess but it's repeated a lot throughout the season of like this person commits suicide and i guess maybe it's the point like is that this world causes a lot of that because of the way it's sec- structured and everything yeah. and the way it affects people. Maybe there's no other way out and it's a lot of your own actions. But basically, the whole point of this is, like, it's expanding kind of, you know, it's, like, obviously a lot of new concepts, but it's expanding upon the concepts of the, the series, the, right? The central themes. Which are, like, free will, determination, right? Like, consciousness. What does it all mean? You stuck in our loops? Yeah, exactly. So the whole point of this is, like, Dolores is like, hey, we're not so different because you guys were, you're, I was stuck in my loops. It turns out, you guys, you think you're free, right? You're, loops all day. It's loops it's all the way all down. Day. Yeah, you you guys are living at least uh, like as structured of a life as me, unless you change it and you break it out and you you dismantle the system. And that's that's what they set about to do, right? But then there's there's kind of multiple factors against it, right? So and last season, Dolores took a bunch of pearls, four pearls and Bernard, right? She takes five. I thought it, Bernard, she just makes from scratch. I thought he takes her, her pearl with him. No, we talked about we talked about it. Bernard, no, she says that I built you from scratch. It turns out that, like, a lot of the scenes of them talking in season two were, again, they did, like, the weird time thing of, like, you think it's this time, but no. The idea is that she actually just, like, did the testing over and over again to reconstruct him from memory, is what she says. Oh. So he keeps doing that thing of, like, where am I? And she's like, you gotta, and then they just repeat it over and over again until she rebuilds his consciousness from her memory, is what she does. So all five of those are her. Yeah, because, so spoiler alert. (laughs) Oh, I guess I already said that. I mean, this show. This is a season that's old. Yeah. But they're all her. It turns out that she didn't bring anyone else. She was like, ah, it's kind of me a bunch of times. Which is smart, until it wasn't. Hey, kind of, right? So let's see if we get... So it's Dolores. She doesn't count, though. She was already in her cell. So Hale? The, guy, her, the guy's assistant. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Musashi, um, or whatever his name is. Yeah. And the Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. That's all of them. Right? Lawrence do fuck all. Who's that four? It's, she only brings four pearls. I think it's four pearls and Bernard. I don't think so. I'm like, I mean, unless she needs a pearl just for writing on, but I assume she could make a new one. Is there a fifth one that we're missing? I don't know who the other fifth one would be. I don't either. I think you're right. But again, that, that's that's the gist of it. So she's got people that she spread out. Through, she makes five. Oh, no, you must be right. Because otherwise, yeah, she must be limited by how many she brought out. And one of those has to be Bernard. Because otherwise she would just make a billion. Whatever. Yes. So yeah. So she must that that must be the point. So one of those is Bernard that she reconstructs from memory, and then the other four are just copies of herself. All right, cool. So yeah, and that's a that's a big part of this here, and that's the other main character. I guess we said Dolores, and this is technically Dolores, but it's technically not. Is Tessa Thompson returns, but not quite as her character, right? Because she dies last season. This is the Dolores version of her character, and this I think this is an interesting subplot in this season. She hates being hell. She's got. Yeah, she's she's having like an identity crisis because she's tr- she is Dolores, but she's in Hale's body, and she's supposed to pretend to be Hale and try very hard to realistically portray Hale and be her. And in that sense, she starts to have like a crisis here of like she can't tell who she is almost. Like she really starts to lean into it, but then the people around her also recognize that she's not really her, and it's just this it's this weird like mindfuck kind of moment. It's it's an interesting concept. And eventually she really grows to actually care for Hale's family and, like, think of them as her own. And, uh... That's how they, they discover she's a robot. And then they die. 
pretty horrible. They get exploded in a car. But she doesn't die because she's a robot, but her uh, boyfriend... Gets an- she gets Anakin for sure. Yeah. It's no good, is it? Upsetting. Yeah. Upsetting stuff. <laughs> um, upsetting. And then her kind of thing is like, after, at a certain point, she becomes like an antagonist for Dolores going forward, it seems. Um, Maeve's thing is that the, the, do the main all. guy, Serac, well, she doesn't do it. Well, that's the thing. We'll get to that in a second. But her thing is that Serac is like, Dolores is going to threaten your your wife, your daughter in the Valley Beyond, so you should help me stop her. And then Maeve's just like, sounds right. <laughs> Whether it's true or not is up for debate, and it turns out it's really not. It's not a thing Dolores was going to do because she's not like, she's not that mean. The whole thing is that at the end of last, and I guess the thing is Maeve would have no way of doing this, but we know that at the end of last season, she makes that decision to preserve the Valley Beyond because he's like, you know what? That's not my choice. Like, I believe my thing, but they, again, the whole point is that if we are to actually have free will, then I have to let them be able to make their choice. So I, she, again, Maeve doesn't know this, but she hides the Valley Beyond and all that, and she preserves it so that they will be cool. But Maeve's like, I got to get you to stop that. So that's that's her whole role. It's like she's like basically a henchman for the the Ciroc, the bad guy, which I think the is French pretty lame. I agree. And, uh like, she just kind of pops in and out, too. She starts it in a simulation, because she's dead, and she's a figure out she's in the simulation, and she, like, takes over the robots, and they bring her back, like, they build her body at Ciroc's little facility. She's like, hey, you know, be my henchman, all that, like you said. Paris has been nuked. I don't know if you knew that. If you're a robot, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have known. Here's Singapore. Do you like it? Don't care. Go become a samurai and do my bidding. Yeah, she's a big fan of a samurai sword. And she does that. She brings a lot of samurai swords to gunfights and doesn't win any of those fights, but then talks a big game when she sees Dolores again. Um, I, I like Maeve, and you didn't even like her that much in the first couple of seasons. Not. But even but you were disappointed by this. So but no Lutz, thank God. Fuck oh, that come guy. on. Lutz sucked. Well, he's there kind of, almost for a second. Yeah, but he wasn't, though. He was that was a fun sequence, though, if nothing else, right? I w- I when it turns out she's it. in a simulation. In a simulation? It's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. We get a glimpse of War World. We get a glimpse of I don't know, world. Middle World, whatever. Yeah, whatever the fantasy world is with a Game of Thrones dragon. It'd be fun. But yeah, I, so that's a big. I think that's a lot of people's complaint with this season in particular is we introduce all these new concepts in like the the in again in the real world, right? And to really make the full extent of those concepts and ideas, you need a new an actual new human character. Obviously, being Caleb, who I think is good, I think he's a worthy addition, and he does well in this and all. But as a result of that, and probably as a result of the reduced episode count down to eight from the first two seasons being ten, um, everyone else gets a really reduced. It feels like you, obviously you you specifically called out Maeve, but I think people make the same argument for Bernard and uh, William. Bernard's so much do a worse. Ton. Bernard, I yeah, Bernard's just barely, barely just in just it. pops in. And Upon pops rewatch, out. I really noticed that. Is that he? Yeah, he's like it seems like there's like three episodes in a row maybe where he doesn't appear at all or something. Like it's crazy. So I don't know. Hopefully that'll that'll kind of get rectified because Bernard does truly almost nothing. Like his plot is basically just he's like I gotta stop Dolores because I think she's gonna end. She's really just trying to end the world. And again, we kind of learn that it's it's more nuanced than that. She's yeah. not actually trying to stop it. At some point, she comes to the realization of like you know what I'm gonna help these people and make it better. I should like try to improve it instead of just burn it all down, which is cool. It's a good like progression for her, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bernard's thing is that he realizes, oh, Dolores never had the key. She put the key in me. I got the key, and that's kind of it. Like he doesn't do much. I mean, they they kind of cross paths with Williams for a while, but it doesn't amount to a whole lot for either their stories, other than him being like, mm, okay, you're you're this class of a uh, person. You're you're in what do they what do they call them? You're like a, you're like an un, undesirable, basically. You're uh, they round them all up. You're one of the people, yeah, that they round up, basically. Um, speaking of, let's do William then. So Williams basically has a psychotic 
break, break after the events of season two, and they ship him off to the loony bin. Um, they Shanghai most time. <laughs> that's right, and it's kind of where he hangs out for most of the season. He kills all the versions of himself. Which is wild, right? He's in a bad way. Um, yeah. He doesn't actually have any growth, seemingly. Any, well, if anything is reverted, he becomes more and Yeah. He keeps thinking it's all about him, and everybody keeps telling him, not about you, buddy. Never been about you. Been about the robots the whole time. You fell in love with the robot once. He still seems incapable of like accepting that he killed his daughter. Um, that's clearly weighing heavy on him, as it should. You would hope it would if you were a person of any kind of reason. Killing your daughter? Bad. Bad. Killing your daughter because she thinks she's a robot? Very bad. Oh, horrible. horrible. Awful thing to do. You've murdered your daughter. I mean, you can't. You almost can't even wrap your head around that. It's a pretty horrible thing to do. Pretty probably isn't. You know what? It's very. very I don't even know. Truly. How? What's a very emphatic term here? Besides very? Um, <laughs> what's what's more than very? More very. Verier. It's very, very, very Ter- terrible. There it three is. Woo! Rule of threes, baby. But yeah, and he just goes. He just goes full on. He descends fully into his delusions now. Where his new thing is that he's got to save the world. That's up to him. He's the savior of all humankind. Got to kill all the fucking. He's got to kill all the robots and save the world. And that's kind of where we leave him. Again, he's also you know he's got some good stuff, but he he's in it a whole ton and doesn't affect much of the plot. No, no. Really, the entire. All the movers and shaker in this season are just Dolores and Caleb, right? The oh, rest yeah. are just kind of along for the ride. Absolutely. Um, but Caleb's stuff is interesting, right? I mean, he as he comes to like wake up to this whole situation that every aspect of his life is micromanaged and he has no control over his own destiny, he's like, it, I don't know, it's got an effect on him as it would. And we kind of get all these details slowly but surely. It kind of trickles out that like, actually, yeah, like like you um, mentioned in the beginning there, he was used by the, the system to um he was used by the system to hunt down other uh, the other um, unpredictables and round them all up they like papered over that with his memories and they disassociated intentionally to make him think that was actually just his military service when it really wasn't and um he's got a friend who he th- remembers dying in the war with him but that's not what happened <laughs> what happens is that they tried to pay his friend to kill him and he killed his friend first and all that. Like, And, and he's got all this going on. He's like, man, this is all because of your system because you tried to, you know, micromanage the planet and every human being on it instead of, you know, treating them like they're, you know, people. alive, yeah. <laughs> alive people. And um, he becomes the, he becomes the, like, the leader Jesus. of the movement here. He becomes their, yeah, the, the messiah for the revolution here, seemingly. Just kind of on a whim. I, I, Dolores kind of forces it on. Yeah, it feels a little bit rushed um, in in the second viewing here because she's just like, you need to be there. It needs a leader, and turns out that's you. And then just next episode, everyone's like, "Hello, sir. Hello, leader of the revolution, sir." It's like, what? No Hello, one, sir. I don't know. Yeah, it's good to see you, weird, sir. Right? Feels a little rushed. No, I agree. So we'll have to see how they play on that in the next season here. But I mean, it, it's interesting. He's a cool guy, and like they again, this kind of revelation that he they intentionally targeted him for this stuff because he was this outlier who could potentially affect things is interesting. It's an interesting revelation. So, you know, I think it works just fine. I mean, I think obviously like chosen one kind of tropes are generally a little overplayed, but I will see how it plays out. I was their judgment for the, the next season here, maybe, but yeah, you, know, you got to say about that. I don't, I didn't run it too much. I think it was, I, cause I think we had enough time with Caleb to really develop and send him apart. Really the most disappointing part was the just, just Bernard doing fuck all. Maybe Bernard's like my favorite. Bernard's cool. I like him the more than fucking Maeve. He's like the most kind of reasonable of them all. He's like ah. he's just trying to 
He's trying to do what's right. He's trying to not. He's trying to be like, I wish I wasn't a robot. Actually. He has like no selfish motivations, pretty much. No, he just wants to help. And he does have a kind of nice character moment at the end of this season, right? Where he meets Arnold's wife. Yeah. And they like reminisce over their son. And because she's like all old and got dementia or whatever, she like doesn't, she clearly is not like fully understand what's happening. Understanding of the situation, but they get to have a nice moment, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Because, you know, Ford <laughs> saddled him with that trauma. <laughs> He's like, you need interesting backstory, Bernard. Everybody's a cornerstone. It's better this way. I'm Anthony Hopkins. So I'm the bad guy. We learned that's still all with him, and like he rarely remembers, he vividly remembers his son having a son like him, which is it's grim. Yeah, hold on to the memory. Yeah. So, and then um, I don't know. It it basically culminates in like Maeve being like, maybe you guys were right. <laughs> this villain is the villain, and you're not so bad, Caleb. You get to do it. And Dolores uh gets up in the the AI and uh shuts it down, turns it off. No goes, more, boop. no more gods. We 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 control our own destiny, right? Something, something. We're the masters of our own domain. Yeah. Revolution. Evil revolution on. But then she dies, maybe, in Hopefully. doing so. Hopefully. Don't say that, Jack. We've got three more seasons. <sighs> What's going to happen? I've had know. enough. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to uh, wait and see, don't we? For 10 more weeks? Is it here 10 episodes? Oh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. Also, I looked it up, by the way. It's uh, it's 2058 is when this is supposed to take. Or maybe 2059 by now. We'll have to see. But that's pretty good, huh? That is pretty good. And then we have... They just get just, some Maeve and... Caleb leave, and they're like seemingly gonna be like working together going forward. Um, Bernard and Stubbs get away. William is like, like we said, he's like, you know what? I gotta save the whole world. I gotta kill all the hosts. I'm gonna save the world by killing all the hosts. And he's just crazy. He's really lost it. Um, he's got that whole thing where for the first two seasons, his whole thing's been like, no, I keep it in the park, okay? I keep it in the park. It's not, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not a man. I'm not a bad person. I'm not violent. I just, I just gotta, you know, I need an outlet. But then we cut to here, and he's just like. He just domes a man in the in the Dubai yeah, <laughs> location just, of uh, right Delos. Head. Just sh- murders a security guard. That's not cool. So Not at all. He's really lost it. But then he gets down in there and host Hale uh, reveals that she made a copy of him. And then they kill him, maybe? What do you think? You think he's think, actually dead? Probably not. They cut his throat. You think so, man? They blew yeah, it but literally people survived that in the show. Oh. People literally survive a slow... And it, it, feel like, it felt like a shallow kind of throat slit, no? That's true. I don't know. I feel like they kind of have to kill him and get rid of him because they keep him. Al- I mean, it'd be dumb if the two people who wanted him dead and the one Hal who didn't like him, who's copy of Dolores and copy William, wouldn't just kill the original. Is that how they do him off though? Just in the post credits, they just get rid of. He's done now for that. Say this is he's done with the show. Maybe you don't I think don't. there's more story to tell with him. I don't know. Maybe I don't know either to be honest. But it feels it feels like a bit of a gap if Hal just doesn't. Maybe you want to keep him around just to fuck with him. Be like, ah, I don't like you, but I'm keep you around to torture you. Yeah, this is eight. No fun, Jake. I'm as much fun as I want to be. And then, um, men can only have so much fun. Yeah. The other thing is, is that we get the postcard scene with with Bernard after he gets into the uh into the into the sublime there with the key, and then it just cuts. Well, not cuts, but we had a scene later on in the in the post credits there where um he's in the same room and he's still doing his little hunched over, but, but covered now, in dust. He's he's caked with like layers of dust, which implies a bunch of time passing. Yeah. So it might be in like the 2060s at this point. Maybe. Or 2070s, depending on how long he's been sitting there. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, kind of like the end of the post-credits from season two is, is that like, yeah, the, the is that hinting towards when the, you know, season four is going to take, and I'm sure there's answers, or better answers to this now. We haven't looked into like pretty much any of the material. One, because you just finished this show and would have no interest in it. That's and true. I also was just like, well, I don't need, you know, Jack's, Jack's going through it all. I'll just go through it with him. That'll be my prep for this. I won't. I won't watch the trailers or anything because we're not going to be able to 
we're not even going to talk about it on here, so may as well, right? Right. Like I was saying, I've, more and more lately, I'm content to just preserve the mystery. Again, it's like, you know, something like this, it's like, well, I've watched the first three seasons. When I watch the fourth season, I'm, I'm interested in it. Do I need to watch a bunch of trailers to get me excited for it? Probably not. Probably not. watch it. So I'm sure this has probably been answered now. Um, but yeah, it's not super clear. Is like, is this just another distant future thing where it, this it's is kind of unrelated? 20, or, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Or is it just that's letting us know when this next season is going to take place as in, you know, a couple, three, four, five years down the line. I feel like it has to be the second one because taking Bernard out a yeah, whole yeah. other season. Well, that would be the thing, right? If it was actually like, He's in the distant future. He doesn't wake up for 30 years. And yeah, you'd almost, you'd have to remove him from the next season. So it's probably just that. Yeah. Is that we can assume that next, this season four coming up here is going to take place a couple of years afterwards, which Maybe. would be interesting because it's like, how's the revolution gone? What's, what's the state of the world after all that? Did it work? Did it just not work? Who knows? Uh, it's interesting. Also the second season cliffhanger is interesting because that means at some point they have to build uh, William's daughter and then put that black hat William back in the loop in the park. Unless that was him already. I mean, it's not been that long, I guess, would be the problem. But, like, yeah. Do we think that Black Hat William is the one from the post credit scene? Well, I guess truly because they're wearing the same clothes, but they could just change clothes, so. Yeah, I mean. Who knows? Who knows? It then, does seem like it's much further down the line. I don't I don't think so. I think that's got implications even deeper into this show, but, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the answer would probably be that, like, this William is not actually meant to be a per- one of the perfect copies. This is just a, clearly Hale is just using it for purposes right mm. it's it's just like the the copies dolores made of people it's not supposed to be a perfect replication of them From for the immortality yeah for the immortality purpose it's just for like infiltrating because she's she says like you're gonna save us so she's gonna use host william to like you know clearly because he's important in the real world to control delos yeah that that would that would be my guess at least so i don't think that's yeah it's the same thing Delos is even a reference to something I think it's gotta be right? delos well, it's gotta be because inside, obviously, it's a robot that tells the future. Well, yeah, that's pretty honest. Yeah, we have a nose there. They're all. I'll give it a Google and see. Because uh, just thought of it now, like I feel like it's kind of. <laughs> we haven't talked about it up till now. Well, better late than never. It's a island in Greece. Maybe? Doesn't seem like it had much meaning. It's got it's got temples, markets. <laughs> I don't know. It was a it was a religious center and port. It was the mythological birthplace of Apollo. Apollo's pretty good. Everybody loves Apollo. Jesus is based on him. Well, yeah, one of the drawings Jesus was. That's blonde hair. Um, in some versions of the myth, Zeus called on his brother Poseidon to create the island with the thrust of his trident, hence the name Delos, which signifies appearance or apparent in ancient Greek. Is that anything? The appearance of something? Appearance? It's the illusion? Maybe. Illusion of being human? Being robots? Something. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, close enough. I'm sure. Not. Maybe it's nothing. All right, cool. Yeah, I got nothing else for you. There. <laughs> you can cut all that out if you'd like. Um. Yeah, no, so, it's, we're, I mean, the thing is, it's... Season four starting this week, so we don't really need to go too far beyond that, right? But yeah, that's pretty good because we're gonna get answers to a lot of this, which is fun. See, is that not a little exciting for you? Exciting that I won't know what's gonna happen. Is that you finished it? Well, you didn't. Well, you didn't know what was gonna happen at all the whole time. That's true. Right? Well, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like know ahead of time. It's just that I like. I guess I just. I just don't like that. No one knows that I. It's can't, fun to watch. I a can't show run into like that, something. Right? Yeah, that's always fun. I can't be like, well, I could just look up the answers. I can't. I never did. I don't know if we've ever really gotten into it on the show here, but like week to week format's always fun. And I think for some reason, HBO, I guess just because it's well known and they're popular and people seem to enjoy their shows for the most part, they always stir up a real big stir, right? Oh, yeah. Like obviously Game of Thrones back in the day was like the absolute peak of that. It's the second and none. But like even even um, Euphoria top of this year caused a lot of discourse, succession. Yeah. Hopefully, I hope that returns for House of the Dragon. Ooh, uh, that's coming up soon. Also, I like Sunday night premiere. Also, I like 
HBO is one of the few services, even though it is kind of a streaming service, obviously, at this point, more, as much as anything. Um, they still preserve, like, evening release dates. So instead of premiering at 3 goddamn a.m., they come out at 9 p.m. So I can, like, watch them, which I always nice, think is yeah. fun. It's so fun to, like, waking up in the morning being like, yeah, exactly. let's check Instagram. Right. Wake up in the morning and then have to go to work because that's what You're most people do. Yeah, most people don't have time. Or, or you stay up till 3 a.m. or you... You go to sleep, sleep half the night, wake up, watch, and go back to sleep. I mean, it's chaos, right? It's yeah. nonsense. I appreciate that. It's just like, no. You premiere on the evening, and then you can watch it Sunday. You can, you can snuggle on in on your Sunday evening, get your snacks, and watch a show. I always think that's fun. I liked it for Game of Thrones. I like it for this. So, it'll be cool, right? we got to talk about it week to week. Three episodes I watched Game of Thrones week. No, the whole season I watched Game of Thrones week to week. Yo, you son of a bitch. You're the worst. It, it was. It's oh my god. It was. It had to have been. It wasn't. It, I'm no, certain. No, there were. How wait? There were six episodes, right? She's yes. And I watched. And I know I watched at least episode three when it came out. So that's four episodes. That's more than half when they came out week to week. I don't believe you. That's it's a true fact. I just, it is a true fact. I just don't think I believe you. Why not? I'm gonna look. I'll I'll bring up messages. Go ahead. I'll find receipts if you keep bringing this up. When it comes around for House of the Dragon time, I will have receipts. Better make sure you edit. <laughs> you can, you bring <laughs> Otherwise, the evidence will be destroyed, destroyed mysteriously. The file will get corrupted, but only for those I'll minutes. Prove, I'll prove that I'm the bigger Game of Thrones fans of the two of us. You probably definitely are. Oh. Well, then what's, what are we even arguing for? Oh, <laughs> because well, I like to. It's fun for me. <laughs> there it is. But the point is, we're going to have fun with it. I'm excited for House Week to week. It'll be good. Yeah. Well, I meant uh, Westworld. Well, and I'm both of them. That's tomorrow. For the week to week thing. It's exciting. Like you said, no one knows. That's always fun. It's mysterious. Yeah. It's like theorize great. together. It'll be fun. Hopefully, it's good. better. I actually didn't. I, there's, I've seen well, a lot Lawrence of reviews. shows up more. Yeah. Who? Lawrence. What's up with Lawrence? He's around. He's in, sure. He's not dead yet. Probably not. I guess. What if that's just Dolores? Because he's the last surviving Dolores clone. He's, he's like, well, she died, but I'm still here, so I'm I'm, still, I'm Dolores. I guess somewhere. I'm just. I guess I'm Dolores. I'm Dolores. I didn't think of that. He doesn't die, does he? Unless we... No, he just shows up as a cop and went, hey, Bernard, what's up? Right. And then he leaves immediately. I didn't even think of that. He's still just out there. Yeah. So she's not dead. Nope, not at all. Really? Not right? even the slightest. Wait a minute. Have you cracked this wide open, Jack? Of course I am. The smartest man ever lived. Excellent. That's why I wasn't allowed to watch Westworld. They didn't want me to let <laughs> figure it out. But this way you don't have to, I'm just saying you don't have to like pound it all in a week. You just yeah. get to enjoy it one week at a time. I got... maybe, maybe that'll improve, go on to improve your enjoyment of the show. Maybe. We'll see. I haven't even, there's early reviews are coming out, you know, the reviewers are getting the first yeah. couple episodes and all. I haven't even looked at that just because, like, I don't know, I don't want to be spoiled or anything, but. That's smart. I'm hoping they're, I think that they're generally positive, or is the vibes I was Get picking it. up through my phone screen. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, I really, at this point, I'm just hoping that it keeps up, a, it keeps up well enough that, you know, we get an end. That it's well, it's good enough that people care and like it. I mean, I hope that, I hope it's good enough that I care about getting to an end, because I would like this it be concluded in some way mm. um we'll see i don't know what's where hbo sometimes finishes shows also hbo sometimes doesn't so <laughs> that's kind of all it's kind of all i right. mean if it really flops i don't I don't know how the last season performed i mean i will say in addition to all that like there's clearly some good interesting ideas with this season but it is it's definitely departure For and sure. i don't know how to handle that i don't know what the answer there is other than like you clearly can't just keep them in westworld for five seasons no. that doesn't make sense but it does feel like they didn't really nail the transition here because it feels like a lot of your characters get left by the wayside. And I don't know if the answer there was 
actually just leave some of those characters behind or what? Not necessarily that I want to do, because I like a lot of them, but I, I don't know what the answer there is, and hopefully it's a little more graceful in this season now that we've had that buffer of, like, it's, it was a little abrupt, but now we've kind of eased in a little bit. And I don't, you know, I'm interested in what, what is this, like, overarching thing they're going for. Again, it's clearly all about, like, we get the themes at least, but what's yeah. that going to actually translate to in story and stuff? So I'll see. Cause apparently again, they've said that they want that they have it planned out more or less for six seasons. So that's two more after this one still. And then some kind of complete story. Presumably. Hopefully. So. We'll see. What we'll have to see. Cause there's no more words to transition to. Unless they live in heaven for a little bit, live in the machine. <laughs> heaven. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. They got to fix this world <laughs> more or less. Or maybe it'll just all end horribly. They'll just be like, and this is the end of the world. It'll just be like Terminator at the end, and the host will just be like, you know what? Fuck all you guys. You don't deserve it. <laughs> you've you've had enough fun. It's our turn now. I wonder if there's a subtitle for this season. We didn't, we didn't mention it, but or I think we did last time. But like yeah. the subtitle for this season is the is the new world. A world, brave new world, brave new world. Why nobody references that book? It seems like easy pickings, like. Is, like, a, is it too easy picking so? Probably. Is it too on the nose for Caleb to be like, this is like 1984? <laughs> this is literally 1984. Guys, I know we say this a lot, but like, the computer literally knows my whole life. Turns out one app controls everything. They control my real, my, my legitimate job and the crime. It's all mechanism. Like, that stuff's interesting, right? Yeah. They it's all the, part of it. They got the little, like, drugs that make you... They got the things in their mouths. The weird, like... Yeah, yeah. It was kind of awful when watching it, like, screw into his mouth. Just into its upper like palate. Ugh. I agree. I don't like that. I don't like that idea. You just got like a chip in you that distributes drugs to mellow you out. In your brain. Control you. No good. No good at all. Right, you got anything else to mention? Uh, not really. Alrighty. There it is. There it is. Westworld. Westworld. We're doing it. What a what a bizarre topic this has been. Just dragging you along tooth and nail. But you know that's the show. We're here. We're gonna keep on. That's the we're show. We're gonna keep I on think. keeping on. Yep. That's will. a lot of it, isn't it? <laughs> That's a lot of life. In a, in a way, we're all Westworld. <laughs> in a way, the Westworld was a frenzy in along the way. That's right. And by man, I mean like crafted, made to be entertainment. Something. <laughs> Agatac. Agatac. So. We'll finish up with Miss Marvel here. Right into Miss Marvel here, Agatac. Uh, another fun episode, I think. This show's just a lot of fun, man, right? I gotta tell you a fun story. Go so, ahead. obviously, we watched these two episodes. And then my family, we're all together. You know how families are. And they're like, Jack, we're. we're I like. I mean, like hypothetically. Hypothetically, like I understand, like like the, conceptually, I'm not gonna. You're, you're not, you're not, um, Halsey. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, you believe in family. <laughs> I do believe in family. You're like I've Vin Diesel. One. You know, actually, you know, Vin Diesel and Halsey are perfect counters because one believes in family. Yin and Yang. Yeah, they're Yin and Yang. They perfectly balance as all things should be. Of course. Yeah, I was famously raised by wolves, so I don't <laughs> like. I don't have a. You're a. Fa- I don't have an intimate understanding of it, but I. I get. The but you're concepts. big on the moon. You're yeah. yeah. Big moon guy. Well, I, do, I do love the moon, famously. <laughs> but so continue. You're family. Um, so we're, they're like, oh, we got to watch this new Marvel show. This Marvel. And I, I knew I already watched it and talked about it on the show, of course. This isn't a secret to my family. Of course. They know I do this. Um, and so Much we, to their shame, but they, they do shame, know. But they do know. <laughs> and so we watched the first episode, and it ends, and we're all kind of just sitting there. And then my mom looks at me, and she goes, so you like this show? <laughs> wow. And I was like, ah. Whoa. And my whole family just kind of went, that's pretty. Whew. Was like, That's cutting. That's cutting in the way only a mom can be. Yeah, truly, Just really get right to your. Nah, but right to the quick. Good on your mom when you listen to this. <laughs> Funny story. She really uh, got your ass. She really got saying. my ass. I mean, I don't know what to say. I was like, I, I do like this show. I, I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I just another fun thing. I think so. Yeah, I don't uh, have those problems. Uh, they make her. She's we introduce a new faction of uh, being though. In well, the we, get the we get right? the villain. We get the villain. We get the villain. So. 
I mean, they at first I thought they were gonna like kind of drag it out because I feel like you could. I mean, it's pretty kind of standard stuff of like, oh, come on, we're here to help you. We just want your help. We're all in this together. You know, it's clear one. Of, it's clear one of those, right? Of like, nah, they're just they just want their for power kind of thing. So I'm glad they didn't drag that out. They just get right to that all within the one episode, which is nice because I think it is so kind of tropey that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have done well dragged over a couple episodes. No, um, not at all. In it. Well, I guess the opening, though, is that we kind of get a little more seeming backstory to this scenario, which is um that her band maybe is like a, it's like a Cree thing, no? Do you think? Yeah. Because it seems blue. to be a Cree arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, cool arm. Um, like you said, that we're introduced to like this new faction here that is not, they aren't Cree, but um, it seems like they were trying to get the, the bangles there because they are Cree, because that, you know, for the power, for the, for the technology and all that. Um. Again, it's not, I mean, it's not super clear. I'm sure we'll get more interest going on, but according to them, oh, and also 10 rings, right? Did you notice this? I did notice that. I was like, ooh, the 10 rings. I've yeah, I don't know what that's about. Like, how do those go together? I mean, we know that the 10 rings are also alien, um, but they aren't, they Kree. aren't Kree. We don't, we do know that. So I don't know, yeah. but that's kind of neat. That maybe the, maybe the, um, I don't know Kree if, fought the 10 rings, like an ancient order. No. Like, like when Wu himself there was beating up some yeah. Kree who visited Earth. That'd be fun. Because yeah, that, that, that looks pretty like deep in there. Oh yeah. I mean, do you think they're? I don't know if they're gonna do much else with that. Other, if that's no, just, I think that's just reference. like a hey, yeah. they're all throughout history and stuff. Marvel reference maybe and such. Yeah, exactly. They're all throughout history and everything. So maybe though, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's just fun, fun detail. Uh, so yeah, they according to them at least. Um, well, I mean, they could be lying. We're not again. They're kind of the villains. It seems like we said last week, like. Where's the villains? Do we have villains on this? Like the damage Besides control. the government? Yeah, damage control is there, but they're not super compelling. And the answer is yes, it's these guys, right? So they say they're... Uh, what do they say they're called? The uh, Jins. Well, yeah. Didn't, I thought they had their name, though. I mean, that's clear oh. what they're known as. So they're... Which is, you know, ties into the first episode, which is like a Indian folklore thing. Um, and they're like, yeah, that's us, actually. It was always us. <laughs> We're yeah. ghosts. We're the Jinn here. Um, We're from a different dimension, and we want to get back. And Help us. Which is... I mean, it's a thing they've been doing a lot lately, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's there. Help us get home. And there, and a big thing is that there are two of them. That's the, the main thing. Yeah, but they only bangles. have the one. So like, ah, I probably just use one, but I'll probably need two. Probably. To do a big magic thing, which is not unlike the Wheel of Time. Book kind of, yeah. Yeah, a little duel. A little, little pair action. Um, I don't know. So what do we... I guess we still haven't really got our answers, though. It's kind of more questions than answers, almost, with this stuff. Is like... Is it in her? Is it in her? Is the magic from her? Is the power from her because her grand great grandmother is it alien or whatever? Like, what does that actually mean? Like, they just look like humans. Like, I don't know. Are they just humions from a different planet? Basically, like, is that actually chain? I don't know. They say that they're like beings of light and yeah, energy. I don't know. They say that they're um they got exiled, right? Yeah, they, they got kicked out. It was because they were evil, and the gins were like, actually, we're not actually that evil. You're giving us a bad rap here, fellas. I that's what not, they say at least. I don't know. It's I'm good. not sure. I mean, I. F- not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think we're, this is one of those things we'll kind of be ready as we go along. But right. yeah, basically they're just like, ah, well, we're we're tired of waiting. We don't have any time, which seems weird because they've been waiting for hundreds of years. Yeah, so you'd think they'd be all right. Yeah, they're just tired. Yeah, I guess so. But the fact that they're like that, Kamala's like, yeah, I will help you. Just give me like a couple days to to work out the kinks, and they're just like, nope, no time, right now. We're actually not gonna. We're not gonna. Except that, thank you. I couldn't wait a single day if we're I were going to assault you at your brother's wedding. Yeah. Um, but so that's they do the wedding, which is fun. I think that's just a, again just fun, just a fun little thing. I thought so. I think more weddings should have actual choreographed dance numbers. 
That'd be neat. <laughs> you know, I went to a wedding recently. No choreographed dance. Not, a, not a one, is there? I mean, they do a dance. Maybe they have like the first dance thing. And that's like, sometimes they go to practice for that so they don't look like goobers out there. And that's all nice. But like, I'm talking multi, multi-parties. Like 12 dudes out there and backup dancers and, and a real whole choreography. Just a whole uh, rackets doing right? the kicks. Come on. Absolutely. That's a lot of fun. You can't deny the fun. I like that they like, surpri- he surprises his wife with it. Like she wasn't expecting it. <laughs> He's like, ah, I'm doing it too. I'm, we're, all, we're all doing oh, it. Oh my gosh. Oh, crazy. So much. So good. It's just fun. They're just having a good time at the wedding. Bruno's Bruno there. gets in on it. He breaks it down, even though he's white. <laughs> That's the hey, classic move. What do you mean? He just, you know, no rhythm or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you get it. If you, ever, if you could show me a man with no rhythm, I'd show you a picture of Bruno. <laughs> that man probably got no rhythm to save his life. I was going to say, you're the one who was really, you were really leaning into him last he's week for being sim. a goober. He's a goober. <laughs> he's a bit of a. I, I, also, but he's kind of built. At one scene, he looks. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, "Holy shit, Bruno, you are." Maybe he was like, "No, nah, I gotta get my." Pump. Maybe he did a couple pushes before she came. You could see they got a pump on. <laughs> I was like, "Maybe the reason that maybe he's more built than a uh, than Cameron there." And that's Cameron's like, a, a twig compared to. I mean, yeah, Chadley Bruno he, again. He's in shape. He's fit and all, but he's not like swole. I mean, Bruno's hiding. He's sneaky. Yeah, sneaky I, fit. Maybe he'll secretly have a shirt scene and be like, "Actually, I'm I've been ripped the whole <laughs> oh, time." Oh, sorry, come I, I didn't I didn't notice you walking. I was uh, pumping iron. Ugh. Ugh. But so he comes clean with her this episode, right? About his Caltech thing, which is nice. They didn't drag that out too long yeah. again. Um, they just you know address in the drama for which is good. Get out of that. And then she's like, "Oh, why didn't you tell me?" And he's like, "Oh, you've been very hard to read." <laughs> You've, I've been, you've, you've been you've truly been quite difficult. I've been trying to do it every possible turn, but I I could not reach my try. Don't hit me with this one. Come no. on, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> Didn't tell you, my brother. I've been trying to talk to you. Yeah, come days. on. So, um, and he's like, hey, I'll, I'll leave, you know, but I, I want to make sure you're all taken care of before that. So we'll figure out this bangle thing. But he's again, just reading quantum physics papers. He's doing his best, man. He's trying. He's like, oh, Doctor Eric Selvig. I know him. That's a reference. It's a thing. Real big nerd, though. Here's the thing, though, dude. Right? The traditional like nerd in school is like you know us us that kind of vibe is like ah, i like comic books and they're not reading scientific papers how many people even nerds in high school are actually spending their free time reading here's the astrophysics papers i read i i go to school for stem and i read goofy animal scientific papers and even those absolute fucking slog (laughs) reading a scientific (laughs) paper is like i'd rather be shot in the face sometimes it's wild right it's awful Sometimes it's oh, the newer. That's what they're are, right? Noor? Oh, the best dimension they're from. Oh, the so the newer dimension they're known the as the clandestines. That's just a whole bunch of gobbledygook, isn't it? <laughs> just a bunch of comic book nonsense. <laughs> it means nothing, which is always fun. I mean, you gotta like it, right? I, I mean, I like it. I like uh, all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so he's he's like, I think I can figure this out because of the guy from the Thor movies, which is good. And um, yeah, again, it culminates in the they just attack her at the wedding, and it's a fun fight scene. I think it goes, it, you know, it's quite a quite a good portion. Of they got episode. a bunch of Jin weapons. Yeah, that's neat. They all got their own weapon, and um, Kamal's just got her thing. Um, Cameron rolls in at one point and is helping him out. He's got like the meteor hammer kind of thing, I guess. Right? Yeah, that's he does. That is. Then D- Bruno just gets walloped. <laughs> yeah, poor Bruno poor guy. chance. What was he gonna do? His muscles. He was like, I got all these muscles. I'm ready now. Mm, nope. They're magic. Nope, nope, nope. And then the police come, and they try to escape, and then her friend is there, whose name escapes me. What's her friend's name? Nadia? Yeah, that sounds right. Nadia? Something? But her friend's name, and she's like, you're the lady that they were looking for before in the episode. You, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, truly, I've been, so, I tried to, but I was, I've, I've been so busy trying to hide this Nakia, from you. Nakia, is her name. Nakia. Nakia. That's close. Um, well, because there's a scene earlier in this episode where she's like, hey, I'm in the, I'm in the, I, I got elected to the board, which is super 
which is cool. But then she's like, that dumb, dumb Night idiot nightlight causing trouble, bringing a, really blowing up our spot, bringing the popo down on us. We hate her, right? She's a big, dumb idiot. And then Kamala's yeah, just gotta crazy. be like, oh yeah, that, that dummy. I, she, she, oh, she sucks, am I right? If I ever saw her, it'd be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, so then later on when she's like, why didn't you tell me? It's like, I feel like that's, feel like that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a tropey, though. Oh, the, of course, of course. The, but like, gotta hit this one. Well, crazy. I couldn't talk oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I, c- I couldn't. I could never. It seems like the, um, what would he be? The, the Iman, maybe? Whoever the head of their church I was thinking there? this. I couldn't think of the name. I was going to mention this, too. Couldn't think of the name. But he's, the he, rat, he knows? The priest equivalent? Yeah. Does he know? Uh, I don't, maybe he does? Kind of feels like. I mean, she's not super subtle with it, is it? He's like, so let's say if I knew her. So my friend is Nightlight. <laughs> my friend. What would she do to make this right going <laughs> forward, do you think? This Muslim girl who's about my height. We're about the same height and build. Do you think ever, everyone's being mean to her? Do you think it's as if they're being mean to her on purpose? you think she could be a good person or is she a bad person? Do you think that that's really fair? I not feel me, like she's of course. not so bad. Hypothetically. I think she's not so bad. She's like, all right, well, not hypothetical, <laughs> randomly. He, but he said a cool thing. He's like, you, you know what? You're not, you just do good. You're not... Their actions. Good isn't a thing you just are. It's a thing you do. Yeah. Which is nice. Awesome. So, hopefully she keeps on doing hopefully good. she doesn't turn evil like Darth Vader. Yeah, I doubt. I don't think it's that kind of show. Uh, I think it could be a hard left turn to episode four. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't I don't fear we're in any danger of that. No. Um. But yeah, it just... And then, yeah. the I mean, the big drama thing is probably the... Turns out they're all evil, but then also, yeah, the, her friend is like, oh my gosh, it was you all along. Oh my gosh, where did you... I made such a safe and welcoming space for you to reveal that for me. Why <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you have? I came right into your house and went, God, I hate this fucker. The guy, the person who Before looks- you could get a word in edgewise. Yeah. And you went, ah, oh, crazy. Crazy how that works out. Oh, zam. But that's always how it's going to go. That's your classic secret identity thing, right? Yeah. That's a superhero yeah. thing I've ever saw one. It's happening to everything ever. It's all like, oh my gosh, you didn't tell me. Oh. oh. The third act misunderstanding. <laughs> no. Um, and then they all get arrested by damage control, which seems convenient, but I can't imagine that's going to be a permanent state of affairs. No. So we'll have to see where we go from here. Right. And that, then... That guy's going to be... That guy from Spider-Man no, is going to be a real prick. Probably. But he's probably... It's probably going to be the classic. Like, he's, he's being a dick to Spider-Man. He's been a dick to Kamala and them. But then... Well, I guess he doesn't know Kamala yet, but... But then these people are going to get him and be like, Ah, oh, you guys are right. You're fine. Help me out, please. Get on out of there. Ah, oh, what a misunderstanding. Get, get out. Get after it, champ. You're free. Free to go. You want some McDonald's on your way? Here you go. Yeah. Have fun. Doing a bit of good, the good cop, good cop routine today, eh? <laughs> um, but then it ends with uh, her grandma's like, I saw the train too. You see that train? Because she sees a train. Come here to, oh, then she's going to India. That's what I, well, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's what I was getting to. Her and her mom are going to go visit them in uh, in Pakistan. So that should be cool. They're pulling a moon night. They're going to go to a new location. They're, they're pulling a moon night. That's fun. I yeah. didn't expect that necessarily. Maybe Maybe I should have, to show up. Be like, Kamala. <laughs> be my champion. Ooh. Be my avatar. Be, like, be, like, be I, my fist of vengeance. I'd be like, ah, well, I'm I'm not really I'm not really a polytheistic kind of girl. I'm kind of you know you know Allah. I, I, I mean, I guess I'd be <laughs> I'm not bored with this this one for now. But I, I appreciate the offer. I appreciate the stick offer. To, stick to this. I'm idea. from India, so really, uh, probably more accurate would be like maybe from Pakistan. Vish- area that was once all india it was indeed she's on the indian subcontinent i'm saying say. that hinduism probably was there at one point that was where i was going with that like vishnu and rama oh, it still is i'm saying yeah well, the idea of pakistan is it's supposed to, they tried to split it along the lines but i mean as nah. they talked about last week the partition didn't work perfectly but nah, that was the idea i don't even think it worked at all i mean well it worked in the sense that there are just separate countries yes 
Those are separate countries now. But in all other senses. Horrible animosity between them. They hate each other. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that seems like where we're going next week, right? Yeah. We'll see how this goes to play out. Well, hopefully we'll get some answers to the origin. I mean, I guess the thing is, right, um, her great-grandmother also shouldn't be aging. So unless something, you know, befell her, um, she should just be out there, I guess. Just kicking. They're going to have to meet her at some point, and then her grandma's going to be like, ah, it's my mom, but you're young, and I'm very old. The little Stormfront situation. Yeah, I guess so. so without the Nazism. You, yeah. You would hope so. I, Jack, I'm fairly certain. Hey, I'm not. It's a little bit out of pocket for you to even go there. But what oh, would this God. be if not an oh, out of pocket God. comment with Jack? God forbid I say something weird in the show. <laughs> Fuck him. It's my show. I'll say what I want. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Ah, there it is. What a time. Ah, <laughs> uh, defensiveness. A time. How good. Well, and that's, I mean, it'd be fun. It's probably it, right? It's yeah. probably about the extent of it again. Just good fun. I don't care. I think maybe it's because we had such kind of nothing expectation. Not even nothing. I mean, again, we we were under the impression we would probably like it for the most part. Just it's, mar- it's a Marvel thing. That's kind of our thing. But like, I think maybe because we were like, eh, not really super issue to this. Don't really care too much one or the other. That maybe maybe our lack of expectations has uh, let us enjoy it a little more because we're just like along for the ride. You know, maybe we should do even more things. Maybe maybe more maybe well, everyone should do that a little bit more. But they won't, and we probably won't either. No, of course. not. Where's the fun in that? No, exactly. Where's the content? Instead, of, we'll get a Moon Knight situation where I'm like, I really like Moon Knight and so I'm, when are they going to do the origin? And I just did that for six weeks until they did it. <laughs> and then I liked it, but I, did that detract from my overall enjoyment of the show? Maybe. And I'll do it. I'll go, I don't care either way. I couldn't give a shit about anything. You say that, but is it true, Jack? Is it true for any of us? I won't reveal that till. They never did a Mooncopter. They and, never and, did a I Mooncopter. Mean, are we going to say that didn't leave a bit of a sour taste we, in our mouth? We tiled an episode holding out for a Mooncopter. And we held out, and we were not. Our patience wasn't rewarded, and no. so then, how was? How am I meant to feel about that? And then I didn't like Dune. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Got it. Ah, That's also a thing Dune. That That's also that happened before Moon Knight, way before. But right in like a in like a time loop sort of way. I'm gonna go back in time because well, I and in two years or whenever they get around to finishing that one, then you can also dislike the sequel. Maybe I can't wait. <laughs> Truly, I can't wait to hate. Really, just rattle around up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Really, that's become your thing. That's become your your enemy, your great foe. No, Zack Snyder's still my greatest foe. Well, that's true. That's it, true. It's like um, like a Thanos. Oh, what's his face? Oh my God, the villain from Guardians One. Ronan. The Ronan. Like when Drax's like, I'm gonna kill Ronan. Grimmar's like, Ronan said he goes, Nah, but Thanos is the real enemy. That's that's me with Dune and Zack Snyder. Once I kill Dune, I'll. Uh, you'll be like, All right, so you're good. I'm like, No, no, no. Zack Snyder's the real enemy. Have you got all your hate out of you, Jack? I'm full of hate. Well. And there it is. <laughs> On that note. We'll end right about <laughs> here. Thanks so much for listening, as always. Uh, you can always tweet at us if you'd like to talk to us, or email us, or DM us on Twitter at EchotechJazz, uh, or on Gmail at com. That's J-A-Z. Or on Instagram at The Architect Podcast. Find us wherever podcasts are found. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, all your favorites. As always, our logo is my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram. Our intro was done by a friend of the show, Celery Salt. Uh, July album co- coming up very soon, folks. I think literally next week. Oh. Because July 1st is Friday. Know. So by the time yeah. we record, we'll actually have information. Uh, maybe he'll be in the show to talk about it. Uh, maybe we'll see how that works out. Uh, and as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Second night to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.